like, uh, I like that. Uh, what's Tris- up? This is this is the start. We have Billy, my sponsor, and uh, Chris. No, Ian. Ian. Yeah. Okay. We got Ian and uh, Billy and Alex over there. Alex brought his friend Ian over, um, who grew up with Alex in Detroit. But um, yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the CBD's got me kind of off, dude. Really? I got to be honest with you. I, I just got me like in my head a little bit. It's like I'm it's just playing with different addiction. Like, like it's it's just it's like kind of uh, tickling my addiction thing. <clears throat> that part of my mind that's just kind of I'm running with it a little bit, you know. But uh, I don't know. Well, can you um, just not do as much? Or is that even possible? No, I mean, like, my mind is running with it. Like, if I don't feel it, I'm thinking about the fact that I'm not feeling it. And, mm. then, and then if I am feeling it, I'm, like, just overthinking shit. And hmm. I don't know. It's probably whatever. I'm not really hungry. I'm not really eating. Um, but, uh... I'm sure it'll play its, it'll run its course, you know? I just gave Billy like two full vial. Like, I'm trying to get Billy to feel what I'm feeling. Um, I don't feel anything, but it's like the new sober drug, right? Everyone's, well, not everybody, but. Rob brought up the fact that he's doing it. Did I tell you that? He mm-hmm. called me? Mm hmm. I did tell you. You did tell me, yeah. Yeah, Rob's a friend of ours from Primetime, this A meeting we go to, who I uh, <clears throat> I always love hearing him share, and I've always thought, like, oh, wow, he should be the sober companion. That'd be so cool. We're trying to make a movie about a sober companion. Um, mm-hmm. So, Ian, what's your story? Well. Bullet points. Bullet points. Just so people know who the fuck you are. He has a beard, a nose ring. Got a beard. Cool nose rings. Ring. I got some rings. Some I, Nikes. Uh, some Nikes. Um, got some ink, but I'm working on getting some, some super more. mellow, like tattoos, like on his hands and shit. Some cherries. <laughs> but you're, so you're from uh, Oak, a fucking. From Oak Park, just outside Detroit. Oh, shit. I just said Oak. I, yeah. But so. I, I was like thinking Oakland. I don't uh, know why Baltimore, which because I'm watching The Wire. I don't know. Uh, Oak Park is. Right, yeah. We're basically in Oak Park. We are. We're in Oak Park. But uh, it's a different Oak like, Park. Uh, like outside Calabasas, or, yeah. or where are we? It's a, it's, it's a really Four different areas. Oak Park. Yeah, way different. And then you came out here when you were held. So I came out here when I was 27 or 28 ish. I lived in Chicago for 10 years, though. I lived moved there when I was 18. Uh, lived there for a long ass time, mm. and then um, after being an EDM DJ for six years and touring and what was the name of your? What? I used to go by Elfkowitz. I like uh, huh. toured with a lot of like dubstep DJs and you know like, like Brills. Yeah, yeah, totally. I played a show with him. Years Do you know ago. Brills though? I mean, like we played a show together years ago. I don't <clears> like. Have you heard of Hypercrush? Um. From Alex, yeah. But not before that? No. Porter Robinson, Benny Benassi. Yeah, I know those you guys. You heard of math? Uh-uh. 
this was another project I was in and Benny and Porter were playing our single fuck. It was kind of cool. Oh, Those are like, you know, I feel like it was a tastemaker project on some level. Like it was not like mainstream. It was very dark and aggressive and it was definitely a really cool thing to have those guys playing it. And then we just, it just fucking died pretty much because Steve started working on overlord shit and just started working out and it's hard to find the time to put in the kind of work it takes Mm -hmm. to succeed in that world. I feel that. Yeah. I, but uh, you said an EDM DJ. What is that? So electronic well, so, dance. Music. Yeah. Electronic. Oh, okay. And like, so I basically, I did like the like chill, um, melodic electronic hip hop stuff. It's called glitch hop. That's like what I did. So like they'd pull, bring me out to go open up for like, you know, the big dubstep guys. Cause I can set the tone and, but not give me too hype. Mm. For the for the like headliner, they're like, oh yeah, like come in, you uh. know, play your stuff, but don't go too crazy because Datsik's about to play or something, and like mm. we want the crowd to have all their energy for him. That's crazy. Is that they actually say that? Pull something up. You got um, any videos on YouTube? Um, yeah, I'm sure there's videos. On like, what would be the best steps for my like old reggae stuff? based for my just EDM anything? Days. Just let me just hear something. Oh yeah. <clears throat> How you doing, Billy? Good. Like you got me all psyched out now. Now I don't know if I'm psychosomatic or so this, here's my if son. it's for real or what. Well, you'll know when you start thinking oh. like Taylor Bennett. Yeah. Isn't that like a big That's he's Chance's brother. I, I've done uh, huh. a lot of music with Taylor. Oh, it's like this isn't EDM. Well, no, that's so that I retired from EDM and then I changed my name to Ludlow and I started making hip hop and R and B. But it's got some EDM vibes, you know. Cool beat. Thank you. Um, yeah, we had a we, we had a, someone in here. I've had people in here before show me stuff that was not <laughs> that cool. And then you say, uh, "Yeah, just you know, just keep at it, bro." Yeah, yeah you know, like that. this is actually like this beat was sick. I mean, it sounds like some current shit. Um, the the way he's rapping, I I don't. I, why can I not like top tracks? There's one. Oh, I only have like, one track, and okay, the other so, ones so are shared why. tracks that other people have put out. Okay, like whatever. I worked it's with Cash Doll recently. It's all on her page. And <clears throat> Taylor is on her page. Taylor. Oh, Bennett. Taylor Bennett. Um. So that's Chance's Chance's brother. Yeah. And straight now, up. Now his manager. Yeah. Too. How old? Um, is he older or younger? Younger. He's younger. Huh. Chance is like. 26 right now maybe 20 no, i think he's 26 ish and taylor's 23 when taylor's 23 years old managing his Ma- him and his dad managed t- managed chance oh. and, they, and then they got another a third uh manager but yeah can i ask a really dumb question sure so a dj do you actually 
create music on the spot? Is that what's going on? Or do you have some pre-recorded thing? And well, you're what, adding? What, what, what you just heard is a, a beat he made. But yeah, so, he spent a lot of time on that. Yeah. But when you're DJing, do you just get up there and play stuff you've made and pre-recorded? Or do you kind of ab-lib on the spot? Or so what's, the what's, way I played, um, I used to use Ableton Live when I'd play. And I would take some tracks and that I all made myself. And I would separate them. speak like into the mic. I mean, you don't yeah, yeah, yeah. go that crazy, but I, just kind of, you know. I would separate them into like drum track, bass track, synth track, vocal track or whatever. And then as I was playing, I would bring in one by one. And depending on the vibe of what was going on, I might take in the vocals and do extra edits with them or whatever. Edits on the spot. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like beat repeats and reverses. So you and... kind of play with those oh, four and, or five. And then, so you can repeat it and then when you... When you stop doing what you're doing, it goes back to where it's supposed to be yeah, in yeah. the song. Yeah. That's the cool thing about Ableton is you can isolate each individual thing yeah. and not lose your place in the song where if you were doing it like fucking the OG way on turntables, like if you like go like that, like mm-hmm. that's the song is stopping and moving yeah. and you better find your way again. Like Ableton has made it really easy to... That's cool that you were doing that. Um, I mean, yeah. Well, depending on, but you also, know. dude, other artists will like Daft Punk will like do full on like remixes, and they'll mix. Justice will mix songs that um, wouldn't normally be mixed, but they're making them work together. And whether mm-hmm. or not it's on the fly or they pre mixed it before they came out, it's like a show. It's like a different. You're gonna hear shit you don't you haven't heard before in in, yeah. in in a way that is like conducive to like a live environment with like a lot of people and mm-hmm. the lights shows. Well, and- <clears throat> my my thing is, I mean, I just don't even really know what a DJ does. That's why I was asking. Mm-hmm. But I guess they all have their own thing they do. Well, like yeah, it, there's a mixture nowadays. You know, like there's DJs that will do what I was explaining. Or there's DJs will go up with turntables and do you know crazy stuff together, or they'll just go up and beat match, or have even a pre-made totally set that they just press play on and they'll just dance. I mean, like here's the thing about like a disc jockey or a DJ or what's another, you know, like you know you're, you know, you can play whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Like you can go into like a Metallica song. Yeah. Like a dope DJ is like playing shit that is like playing shit all over the board, you know, and mm-hmm. making it all work. Like to be able to present any kind of music or any song and then go into a totally different genre and make it work in the dance. Like there's a real, like DJ AM was really cool how he was able to do that. Like, uh, so there's so many different ways. Um, Okay. A DJ. I got it. I got a better idea right can, now. Can, there's so many different ways, you know, and then, then some super OG like trance, like drum and bass DJs will just, it almost seems like boring, but it's so, um, they're matching shit and mixing it in and out and you don't even notice that mm-hmm. like songs are changing. It's just this like, like fluid, like, yeah, it's just a whole, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of Telefon Tel Aviv? I've heard, I mean, that like rings a bell. They're, they're like pretty old. There was a duo in the 
one of them committed suicide years back, like 10 years ago or something like that. Mm -hmm. But they make um, music all from using guitar pad, uh, stomp pad, repeat pads and all that stuff. And then they'll have like a keyboard and a drum um, machine or whatever. And they just have like a table that's like the size of this coffee table right here. And it's just got a bunch of different stuff on it. And they just Mm. play the stuff, hit those shit with their hands. Yeah. And it's the craziest show ever. And it's, beautiful like beautiful music. yeah i mean it, it, i i guess it doesn't really matter you yeah. know what i mean like what someone is doing i guess it seems like a lot of people that aren't a part of that culture are are super concerned with that and mm-hmm. that's kind of the questions they always ask mm-hmm. but does it really matter like Prodigy, I've seen Prodigy and Liam Howlett's like mm. back there behind a fucking wall of keyboards and he may, he might not be doing anything, Yeah, but it doesn't really matter. Like, I mean, I've seen, no. I've seen footage of Justice like playing shit and it's unplugged. And it's not plugged well, in. Well, that's yeah, like it's... a, I guess that's sort of a famous meme that. But Someone no, I, I, I was at a show in Chicago I mean, sitting in front row where they did that and I was like. What's happening here? Why are they not plugged in and nobody cares? You know what? It's like, and does it really matter? Like, no. they made those fucking songs and they're yeah. fucking dope. That, that's what matters to me if you yeah. made the songs. I mean, but honestly, like, AM didn't make shit. But he just fucking but he, played. But he like, was curating the, he played the show. Like the like dopest was, shit yeah. and he mixed the dopest shit. So there's just like, there's just so many different ways of looking at what a DJ is and what a DJ does and, and their talent and skill. And I think a good DJ just has really good taste, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. a, a very Firstly, specific yeah, taste, sure. you know, and the producer slash DJ has become more um, popular and more prominent. Wait a minute. Now you're, you're calling it a producer. Well, mo- most, most DJs nowadays mm. are producers, Meaning they produce the music and the beats. Yeah, they'll that, make that they'll make the majority of, or hopefully, a lot of what they're playing. And if they didn't, they are now. Yeah, because totally. that's the, the the standard for. I mean, I remember Aoki wasn't. I, I, if DJ, if Am was still alive, I know he'd be like making music. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a lot of DJs start out. I don't even think Tiesto was producing in the beginning. Mm-mm. He was just like a DJ, like the biggest DJ in the world. But he has good taste. He knows what works. He got in the studio mm-hmm. with an engineer. He started producing. And now he's like, he I don't does. really know what. Has he even put out an album? I mean, not to my knowledge. Hold on a second. I could, just I mean, just I, hold on one <laughs> fucking second right now, okay? Because this is very interesting. This DJ, Tiesto, okay, he's one of the biggest. He's probably the high, one of the highest paid musicians in the world. Yeah, last I checked, he was second. The and he does the same thing that he does. And I do. And we don't even know if he's put an album out. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. That is crazy. It's like, it's like I don't think people realize how much shit has changed, you know? Mm. And how much shit there just is there. Like, because, like, this fool is just, you know, he's built something so... Uh, his brand is so much equity in just like rocking parties mm-hmm. and just being this like this guy who gets music before anyone else does and he plays it before anyone else hears it mm-hmm. and it's good stuff 
and he was like, you know, there's a lot of DJs like that. Um, Armin Van Buren and mm. like these guys are getting paid so much, but, uh, um, but yeah, most DJs now are actually making the shit that they play, but then mm. they'll throw in like some other shit or they'll do like a big remix of like a classic rock song that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like a great song that we know and love, but they'll make it like a dance song. Mm-hmm. They'll play well, or like there's a, they'll like play the song and then just like play a house beat afterwards with like the sample still like, like I was talking about how the sample is still repeat. Yeah. And because it's repeating with the four to the floor beat, it fits to the four to the floor beat that they put in and then they just put it into a techno song or a house yeah. song. After. Like, you know, that, that Van Halen song jump. Like Armin Van Buren. I'm pretty sure. That's like one of his biggest songs is a remix he did to that. Mm-hmm. He made that like a fucking dance song, you know? I mean, so you can put that, can you put that here? Yeah. Yeah, you can just move it around and shit. Um, um, I have to like just uh, use the bathroom real quick. So do you want to explain to him what a DJ is? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've got more than I wanted, so I'm good. <laughs> well, just... All right. Well, my curiosity would be a little bit about Detroit and different places because I'm pretty much a Southern California person, Mm -hmm. born and raised, Mm -hmm. like third generation. Okay. Um, So your fam's been here. So I don't know anything but, you know, sunny skies and 80 degrees in the wintertime and Malibu and must be nice <laughs> i guess i don't yeah it must be i mean i hear about these frozen tundras people come from and stuff Boy. and i just can't even i my my partner's from chicago so you know i hear from her a little bit but it's just interesting to me oh yeah I, chicago is no joke i i thought it was i thought detroit was bad when i lived in detroit and then i moved to chicago and I couldn't believe it. It's it's windy. It's cold. The snow is way worse. Really? We we had a day. It called this. It was a snow snowpocalypse, which I'm sure <laughs> you probably heard about it. It was like years back. We got like something like three or four feet of snow in one day. Hmm. You know, the whole all the whole city was closed. They, so were you like frozen all the time or what? I mean, or not, you just get you wear ski clothes or what? So I work from home. And make music if I'm not traveling at the or I was at the time. So I was either gone at the airport or in my house, bundled up with my dog making music. So you didn't have to do a nine to five or anything like no, that. No, no. My girlfriend <clears throat> did, and she was like a dog walker, and she hated it she, in the winter time. So in you every take time, dogs out in that. You, I mean, dogs gotta go. They Whoa. gotta go. Yeah. Okay. You know, you got fucking. Chicago weather, they still got to pee. Right. No matter what, even blizzard, right? You, you can't leave, you can't. No, unless you like want to get your, your dog. job is to walk your dog. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, another part that, that I'm always curious about is like, how can I get into this subject without being as like an asshole or getting doxxed or. Um, I mean, just, just go right to it. Like you can just the culture. Me. You know, like, you know, um, maybe I should just leave that alone. What? The culture? 
of yeah, what different places like Detroit and Chicago and <clears throat> yeah, you know. well, they, you guys kind of grew up near the hood, right? Yeah, I mean, we were right next to the hood growing up for sure. Once I moved to Chicago, I was just always in the hood. Mm. Um, but when I moved to Chicago, talk you about you were always culture. in the hood. But you didn't get jumped or beat up or robbed or like, um, how's that? I, or I, did you? I, I never got beat up or robbed. I ran multiple times. Really? For sure. Wow. Um, but once, once I moved from, cause nothing ever happened in Detroit growing up. And, like, our family, our parents were always like, oh, yeah, when you drive down past 8 Mile, like, you know, duck under the windows and, uh, you know, whatever. Like, at, they they actually teach us in driver's ed that when you're at a red light in the D to treat the red light as a stop sign because, you know, somebody will come up and jack you in your car while you're sitting at a red light. They teach you that. The, my driver's ed teacher told me to do that. <laughs> What do you do at the wow. light? Wow. So you yeah. just you stop at you, the red. You stop. Make sure that nobody's coming. But then you go because people are waiting at the red lights to get an unsuspecting car. So eight, is 8 Mile a um, a street? Yeah. So 8 Mile is a street. It's basically Detroit set up like a grid. From 8 Mile to 0 Mile, it gets like after 0. That's Canada on the other side of the river. But... Um, eight mile past eight miles where like, you know, the suburbs start and really the suburbs don't start for another five miles. I'd say maybe, maybe three, depending on where you're at. Cause like those in between miles are just like the slums of the in between miles. Like, um, you know, there's some money in some random little areas, but so did Eminem actually grow up on eight mile? Um, or near he, eight mile. What, yeah, he grew. I think mile? he was on more on seven mile actually. But why eight? Why didn't he just? Why did he call it seven mile then? Because eight mile is the it's called it's the line where the so, city ends. Okay, so eight mile is kind of like a thing that people yeah, say. It, yeah, it's like ba- it, they call it baseline because that's where like the start is. Huh. Um. But yeah, I actually grew up working in Eminem studio, mm. um, interning from seventh grade in middle school until uh like junior year of high school uh my one of my best friends jake bass his dad is uh jeff bass he wrote lose yourself he wrote real slim shady he wrote my name is he wrote Mm. um basically all the first five or six albums that eminem put out and i got we used to leave school early from middle school and from high school get driven in like a black escalade to go to the studio because it was you know it's not it wasn't even in the hood too much it was like right at the edge it's literally like on eight miles so wait, who produced hi my name is um is this guy uh jeff bass and his brother mark he, the guy you're talking about yeah produced the song they produced the song hi and- that was his first single mm-hmm Remember Can I ask that? a quick and, question? And, yeah, yeah, I remember. And Dre uh, did drums on it and stuff. Right. Like, touched it. They like brought it through to him. So, uh-huh. so these guys make the song, and then they work with Slim Shady, who does brings the lyric. I mean, they just give him the song, and they say, "Now you do it." Well, look, like, look, you're in the studio with these people. Everybody's mm-hmm. all collaborating. Yeah. yeah. So you're just kind of like you know I m- see. M- maybe, but but are you are you claiming that this dude actually wrote? Hi, my name is. He didn't Hi. write the words. He wrote the music. Okay. So he did all the production, the beats, the, yeah, yeah, you know, and then M. the act, the extra stuff. Like he's the dude that was the 
Um, dun, 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 the, dun, this is dun, a public surface dun, announcement dun, dun, brought to you by Slim Shady. Dun, dun, if you dun, dun, like, that was him. That was so creative. If you look it on so, every, it was so like different. That's and it had that like catchy beat. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So so Jeff knew um, like the whole. So they signed him. They were the first. They like had him signed on a production like whatever the deal. Infin- infinity thing. Yeah, from the start of that. So, so from that. that coming out, um, they. Uh, curated. They did. They did stuff on it, but they, that was more other like beat like people in the city. I'm pretty sure that were doing some of the beats. Uh-huh. But from I think it's ninety. It was either ninety seven or ninety eight until oh seven oh eight. The Bass Brothers. They like everything that M wrote. Everything that he did. They own parts of it, if not all of it. So like that includes the Chronic two thousand one. That includes uh, Get Rich or Die Trying, uh, the Fifty Cent album. That's cool that he so he kept these dudes around. Yeah. He's like, oh, these are my boys. I'm gonna keep them on the team. And you oh, don't really yeah. hear about these guys because it's like no. Well, and yeah. like, there's even there's a third guy. This guy named Louis Resto, who um, is like their third uh, production partner who. Still works with Marshall like a lot. They, the basses they kind of got their loot and they have families and do their thing. Mm. But um, they're all like around the same age. They're all these fools. yeah, they're all old. Um, and it's funny they're all from Oak Park, where me and Alex are from. Mm. Like everybody grew up there. And then on top, like yeah, he's he's the man. He was, they just had like a billboard top 10 songwriters of the month or whatever. And it's like, you know, Eminem, Billie Eilish, all these people that are like, you know, Post Malone, whatever. And then you see Louis Resto's name because he wrote all the songs with Marshall. So when the new album came out, he was all over that. Which one? The one that, uh, murder, the murder, uh, music to murder, whatever to, Mm -hmm. um, but so you were in the studio. Did you meet him and shit? I, yeah, I met him when I was young. We never really worked together or nothing because he was around. You know, sometimes. he but he like so. There's an upstairs studio and a downstairs studio. Growing up, me and Jake used to produce for this rock band of like thirty year olds. Like we were making rock music ourselves, and his dad was like, "This is too good. You need like a real singer and like a real shit or whatever." So they he basically like got this band together, had us writing all the music and the words for this band of thirty year olds. And like they, we had uh, major label offers from a bunch of people, but ultimately the the singer was just like too old. You know, this was like two thousand three, two thousand four ish. So like, who was pop- like Switchfoot was popular, and fucking uh, people like that were like killing it. And they were Nickelback, like, yeah. And they were like, you know, younger, good looking, long haired guys or whatever. This guy was like old. Bald dish, not like bald, but like, you know, balding kind of. And it was like he, but his voice was great, but nobody was willing to sign him because he looked like that. And then you got what, like an MPC or something? So, yeah. So then his dad, Jeff, was basically like, yeah, you know, this rock music is cool, but like, y'all should probably do hip hop because clearly, like, Marshall's doing it. Pretty much blown, you know, it's this is the wave. And it's, they didn't see anything changing with that wave for the foreseeable future, which as we know from it being 20 years now in the future um hip-hop is the most popular genre in the world yeah edm definitely made a run for its money 
Yeah, it, it came in hot. It did. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like it, like what the fuck happened there, dude? It was like, it was like hip hop, like Eminem, N.W.A., fucking Dre, like Tupac, Biggie, and then all of a sudden, like Daft Punk mm-hmm. and Kanye did yeah, some Daft shit. Punk, that's what it was. And Daft then, Punk came then, in, and then fucking you had like this insurgence of uh, dance, which all I think. A big part of that started in at Banana Split. It, it was a spot in LA that we used to play at, and Aoki had a night on at Cinespace, and AM had a night at LAX called Banana Split, and like mm-hmm. Busy P, and like all the Ed Banger dudes would come through, and like Daft Punk was like this fucking legacy. Mm-hmm. They were just like this like super. You know, no one knew what they looked like, and their brand was so high level, and they had mm-hmm. already kind of been around for a while, but mm-hmm. they were just starting to get. There was like this credible. There was this like groundswell of like, whoa, this this genre is so has been around for so long and is so um, goes so deep, and a lot of the French dudes, mm-hmm. kind of like Ed Banger and you know Busy P and Sebastian. And, Daft Punk and Gasafelstein and, you know, um, uh, Kavinsky, like that mm-hmm. was the dope shit, you know? And, but then you had like Martin Garrix and mm-hmm. Avicii and a lot of these, like, and we, we were in that mix a little bit too on the pop side of things, kind of, but we also produced our own shit. Mm-hmm. Skrillex came out and fucking, yeah, he came out of nowhere. Yeah, well, not really though. I mean, he came from if, where, if he did know, his he did his thing know, with from first to last and yeah. stuff. But as for in the DJ world, I know when he first came out, we were all like, "What?" Like, you know, I'm in the slum, I'm in the fucking gutters, playing these crazy shows in Mississippi and Arkansas yeah. and wherever, like chasing down promoters, trying to get my fucking bag. Yeah, and then I like, you know, I was playing Dempf in Detroit, and I had some shitty set. Uh, that like got mostly rained out and shit and uh fucking everybody's freaking out this skrillex guy is playing the you know not not even the main stage he's playing like the red bull stage which is like the third biggest stage yeah and i was like you know i'd heard his name going around and you know people like but i was like how is he playing this stage like i just heard about him like a month ago yeah because he came out so hot his shit was so so hot he changed everything yeah it was just so good um so hot from what, like his bedroom or something? I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, yeah, basically. On a laptop. He yeah. basically like locked himself in a room for a couple of years and just mastered the art of production. Yeah. And he, like, he invented a sound basically that. He no- took a dubstep sound and, and, and made it his own in this really aggressive kind of uh, melodic, mm-hmm. very heavy metal influenced he took it like from like the the slum gutter clubs to like the stadium level sound. Like his music can be played in stadiums, but simultaneously you you had like you know Diplo and Dylan Francis and mm-hmm. Dead Mouse, and it was just it was just you know then Mar- now Marshmallow, and so it's like you know I mean, but it's obvious that like the trap, like mumble rap, um, lyrical lemonade you know, yeah. kind of thing is, is definitely like bigger, I think than EDM right now. But I think a lot oh, of, the, sure. a lot of these EDM artists, like what he's doing, 
um, they're making beats for the rappers and it's kind of, mm-hmm. but, um, would you say that you've sort of like been heavily influenced by trends and, um, it's hard not to be. Yeah, it's hard not to be because you you know you hear these new sounds and you're like, oh, that's fun. Yeah, like yeah, I'm, yeah. and it's kind of even more subconscious than on purpose. Yeah. I make I make a point to not uh-huh. make any music like from anything. Like yeah, I literally it, go in it, it, and it, I I pull out sounds from my head. Yeah, that 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 beat definitely had a thing going on that was cool. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, that's that. It, it, yeah, I, I, I make a own. point to to try and. Like I listen to as much music. I think that's probably the thing too. I listen to a lot of different genres and a lot of different music all the time. So when I go to try and make something myself, like all those things are flying like in at what once. What are your, some of your favorite artists, just in general? I mean, in general, like you know, I listen to Miles Davis probably every day. Oh, that's cool. Um, I listen to a lot of Kanye. I love Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, as for new art, I can. I'm just. Going, I'm, I'm, I'm going on my like th- through my title downloaded in my just head right any, now. Anything. I'm really on this new kid, Jack Harlow. He's mm. fucking hot, man. He's got like mm. literally no bad records. He's got like four albums out from top to bottom. They're all fucking hot. Mm. Um, I guess I. Uh, I don't know. I I be listening to so many different um, playlists too. I just put on like you know the upcoming artist playlist on title, mm-hmm. and I'll just listen to it and I'll like make notes of the ones that the songs that I like, and I'll just keep them going. But um, how been, how old are you? Twenty nine. Did you get into like the grunge scene? I mean, yeah. Kurt Cobain was my favorite person in the world yeah. for years. I think a lot of producers like around our age, um, you know, and musicians mm-hmm. were, he was sort of the reason, a big part of the reason that a lot of us he, started wanting to make music. Absolutely. It's crazy, like, right? I'm sure the, Skrillex would say the same thing. There was, like, there was literally a poster at my neighbor's house of like him with like, you know, the eyeliner and like the pit more pit. It's like, you know, he just looks so cool. And I was like, I had already known the music, but I didn't necessarily know. I knew Nirvana. I didn't really know him. You know, I was probably eight or something. And like, he died when I was four. So yeah, I was like 13, 14, mm-hmm. like in it. Oh my God. When you were, eight. yeah. Cause that's I when was I was, like, that's when I was the biggest it. fan of him when I was 13 is yeah, when like I, I remember really got, when, I was wearing flannels every day. My hair yeah. was long, and but long. he had already died. Yeah. yeah. So he, I remember when he died mm. being a fan Damn. and it was like, I remember it was, it was really sad. Um, for me, yeah, I just felt bad for him. No, like, for sure. It's mm-hmm. sad, but I think that, for, I don't know. For me, that kind of stuff is always like so surreal. It's like you don't, you never, you didn't really know him. I don't know. Maybe I'm just fucked up, but it's like, it's kind of hard for me to get emotionally like, you know, I don't feel the same way as if someone I knew and loved died. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I can't. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So I don't really get sad like on that same level i have a quick little story about that so i must have been in my middle 20s or something and i was going to outpatient at the rehab that he was in 
I didn't oh, wow. see him, but he's even older than us. So and was I was like, talking to Gibby Haynes, who I didn't know who he was. I was just like this dude is a fucking crazy the character. Bottle, bottle surfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had like no lace. He looked like almost like a bum or something. <laughs> and and he came. I was like doing my cigarettes or something, and he came up to me and he's all like, "You a heroin addict or something?" Because of the ritualistic way I was doing my cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I remember him sharing like just wacky like. I don't know, like being sober is like having a red hot uh, poker stuck up your urethra. Just like he was a really weird dude, but I didn't even, I didn't know who he was. And anyway, so I was going to this uh, outpatient rehab and Kurt Cobain rumor was he was in there. And then like maybe a couple days later, he jumped the wall and then a couple of days later, he was found dead. Whoa. So he was Man. in that rehab at that time. Yeah, it's really crazy, like, the legacy that he that it, that it has become him. I was actually just listening to the new Pearl Jam song that just came out. And mm. Stone Temple Pilots actually have a new album out, too. Um, but the bio in the thing was, like, you know people attribute this whole grunge thing to, to, to Kurt because he, you know, became so famous afterwards. But if, but the truth is that Pearl Jam was way bigger than Nirvana in their heyday and actually probably more responsible for that whole movement than Nirvana having Mm -hmm. had like a lot like more singles and just like they were just bigger. And, and, And I actually, think their music is better um but it's just a weird thing that because he died if he just became infamous and everyone mm-hmm. you know if that had been you know eddie vetter or if chris cornell had died back then instead mm-hmm. of recently you know maybe soundgarden would have become the the, the nirvana yeah it's just weird when someone dies you know and then biggie mm-hmm. and tupac died and just the legacy of that but it is it is such a he is such a nostalgic but you know if you listen to the eddie vetter interviews or even like lane staley or or bradley Knoll or a lot of these guys these grunge guys back then like they all kind of had that same like mystic mysterious depressed Mm -hmm. like real artist thing going on you know uh which i mean it's it's like a real it's real Mm-hmm. When, when you when you watch the Kurt interviews, you're like, whoa! Like this. Is- well, that's the thing that like I don't know about music and all this stuff. I just know that I lived through it. For me, Nirvana, it just like it, it invokes some emotion, like uh-huh. a certain, mm-hmm. like more than any of those other bands for me. Um, you know what? You're probably right. Like he had some real pain. But, but yeah, he had a sound that was like, uh, it was just approachable almost, and it was like. Um, but also super painful. Yeah. Well, and it was like you could kind of, you, even though you, you might not even necessarily like even be understanding the words, like it was almost like a mumble type of no, shit No, I would sometimes. say you mostly didn't. But you felt the emotion yeah. coming from the words. Like you're like, sure. you're like, oh, like I, you know, like I listened to um, this dude, King Sonny a day. It's like this Nigerian guy. And um, I don't, I don't speak Nigerian, like, or what, yeah. you know, I don't understand a word, but I, listen to him all the time like you know and i just feel it you know i don't i don't have to know what he's saying in order to feel it and that's what i say to anybody that 
you know, will bash on the mumble shit. Cause I'm like, yeah, it's, I guess you could be, but like, you don't speak Spanish and like, you don't, whatever, like, you know, you don't need to understand the words necessarily to understand the feeling that's like been put into that, this song. That's actually a really interesting, cool comparison. I've never thought of it that way. Um, a lot of the mumble rap is like, you know, the dudes that are doing it the best, um, come from a, uh, a culture that's, you know, um, what's his name? Young thug, young thug, like young mm-hmm. thug. I don't really know a lot about it. Okay. But like, I know enough to, to know that like, you need a translator to listen to a lot of this shit. Like mm-hmm. I've watched YouTube videos about the Panda shit. Mm-hmm. How does that song go? Panda. Panda. Uh, I got some licks in Atlanta. I got hoes in Atlanta. I got- yeah, but he, said, he, he says a lot of shit. Like, what oh, it, yeah. It, it's like, like, he, like, it's like, bars okay, for sure. So, so the panda, like he's not actually talking about a panda bear. No, no. He's talking about a car. Yeah, and he's talking about like going in and scamming on some some like stealing somebody. Okay, no, but the, the panda represents an actual car, a black and white mm-hmm. car. I I watch this. Okay, YouTube. don't look at me because I don't even know. No, the no, song. but but I like that you're here because you, you you would probably listen to this and go like this is fucking garbage or whatever. But like, right. um, in the same way that you know you listen maybe, to, but if the beat was like you, you know, know the it, beat is hard. Yeah, no, but I just like that you're comparing that to, um, you know, lyrics in the '90s that you couldn't understand. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a Stone Temple Pilots song, the Interstate Love song. You know, take time or creep for a wanted hand because I likes to steal. I'm half the man I used to be. He's not like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I mean, I do Mm -hmm. though. Like, Mm -hmm. he's just like, they're like little hints of like, I'm half the man I used to be. Like, why? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, he's, he's, uh, he's, you know, take time for a wanted hand because I like to steal. It's just like, it's art. It's just mm-hmm. fucking art. It's That's poetry. it. Right, right, and, right. right. And, and these gangster thug dudes that speak super broken, like slang, like ghetto English, mm. they're like speaking. That's what I loved about Wu Tang so much. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a fucking. It was almost like a different language. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and the, like that's what it's. But it. It comes from something well, real. You know what? I like that how you said it's art because I don't know what the fuck any song yeah, I'm listening to. We should try to stop it because it's really loud. Yeah, there's a dog fight going on. <laughs> he but like, he's like filming it, looking at me. I'm like, dude. You hear it and it, you, you interpret it in your mind a certain way that it works. It's like just, it's, it's just you should have an open mind and just catch a feeling. Mm-hmm. What's the feeling that you catch if you're not judging? If you're mm-hmm. not um, picking shit apart, if you're not like thinking, oh, this isn't what I'm used to, I, mm-hmm. I, I want to hear. Personally, like I've tried to have an open mind, and I'm just, I just gravitate towards <clears throat> like different, like I just like you know, A Wall Nation, Father mm-hmm. John Misty, Vampire Weekend, The Strokes, Lagwagon has a new album out that nobody gives a fuck about, but it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get into like the punk scene? Um, no, when I was younger, a little like bit. no, no effects, slag wagon. Yeah, I used to love Fugazi. They were the, those okay. were my people. And yeah, like, that's older. I liked some of the uh, 
with the like dropkick Murphys type. But shit did too. you really like dive into like strung out face to face lag wagon? No. no effects. No, no yeah. effects. A little bit. Yeah. But. See, that's a that's that chamber mm-hmm. of music in like the late nineties when uh Blink was popping off and Green Day was popping off there they had there was other bands like in that time on Fat Records and Epitaph Offspring and mm-hmm. I love the Offspring. Yeah, like that album Smash is crazy. Mm-hmm. I remember it was Nirvana and that album Offspring. It was Nevermind and Smash and they were just I was obsessed. But I always liked the punk shit a little bit more. It's more to the point it's a more complex style of music to play. It's harder to play. It's faster. Mm -hmm. It's in a lot of ways, more melodic. There's more lyrics. Um, there's, there's more, um, I think punk is the greatest genre of all time, but, and I think that, you know, if I was you, I would be excited to dive into some of that. Mm -hmm. Like no effects is like a religious, thing for me almost like mm. <laughs> lag wagon and no effects and strung out like their lyrics and what they were what they did and what they said and just it's incredible um but uh they're like it's just super like underrated i feel like i don't know what the mm. fuck happened there it was like it was like happening you know and then all of a sudden like grunge just came in and just smashed it mm-hmm. it's just weird it, uh, it could be i mean i guess i don't s- see it punk as much of a, like a big venue sound. Right. I think that's a big thing in music is yeah, that whether it's sure. in rock or it was like too fast. Or, um, yeah. It was too fast. It was too aggressive. It was like too much. I would say too high level on some, you know, mm-hmm. and then you slow it down a little, you make it a little more digestible, like Pearl Jam, off mm-hmm. Nirvana sound. And like those Garden. songs are like they're like chants, yeah, you they're know, timeless. like they're like yeah. you can a whole stadium singing yeah. all the words to every song from Pearl Jam and Nirvana. yeah, even the waiting room one that mm-hmm. isn't that Fugazi. The waiting. Yeah, is that Yeah, yeah, it is Fugazi. That's like their biggest song. Mm-hmm. Unless it's Minor Threat, but Minor Threat became Fugazi. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm like a punk fucking encyclopedia. I'm like obsessed. Uh, you know, Sex Pistols, uh, the Ramones on the East Coast, Sex Pistols in London, but you know, some say the Ramones started. F- Fugazi the whole thing. was kind of a whole movement, though. Like the, wasn't it like the peaceful punk kind of thing? Like you could go in a pit and not. Yeah, get mangled, and they had they were vegetarians. Right. I remember there was a whole thing that went along with it, wow. and they had that song "Repeater." Was that them? I don't, I, know. I don't know, but I think that was their biggest. But yeah, that's dope. Like the punk guys that are like you know animal rights and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like that's the that's real punk shit. Like, it was sort of like, know, a, like be let's be a family. Let's let's mm-hmm. take care of each other. Let we're we're, we're we're we need to lean on each other and. Like, I might punch you in the pit, but, like, I'm going to hug you outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, you know, yeah, some guys take it, like, too far. Um, I was just watching an interview with Johnny Rotten, the singer of the Sex Pistols, like, now. And this fucking guy is just so angry and so, like, hmm. he was, like, 
getting into a fight with everyone else on the stage. You had like Henry Rollins, Duff from, yeah. uh, from Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. You had M- Ramon. I think it was Marky Ramon up there. Um, and they were all up there and he was just, he kept interrupting everyone and he just kept like talking shit. Like Damn. he was just kind of, I think he was just like, fuck. but it's like on some, in some ways everyone was kind of like, man, hey, this is, this is punk. Like this fool doesn't give a shit. He's mm. just fucking crazy. Yeah. And he's like, fuck everyone. It's just weird to see like an old man, like still acting that way. It's really, <laughs> it was kind of on some immature shit, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, so you did a lot of fucking hallucinogenics. I did. So would you say you're the kind of guy that have you ever like, like taken people through like a trip that were like freaking out? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I love guys that have like experience with like tripping and they're like, there's other people that are like maybe on the edge of having a bad trip and mm -hmm. you're like able to like bring them into the fold. Like, I feel like Jerry Garcia was that kind of a guy, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, he still is that type of guy. So yeah. I feel people just turn him on and then I'll yeah. just like, Oh, Jerry, thank you. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, because you could lose your way mm-hmm. on a trip and oh, like yeah. it could get really bad. And there's a certain amount of emotional intelligence. I think you need mm-hmm. going into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you start getting in your head and you start, you can really create, um, a really scary scenario out of nothing. Oh, Especially yeah. if you're still doing that shit after you've been sober and you're like mm. life is shit and someone gives you mm. acid and you're like, no, yes. Is that and what And then you it's did? like eight to 10 hours of hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, long after I had only good trips until, you know, it's just clear that I was a drug addict. And, mm. and then you tried it one more. more no, more than once. I kept and, and you were just not, you just knew it was not the truth. Really. It just wasn't anymore. I remember when it was magic, like real yeah. magic. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was real like black magic after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what's a lot? What's a lot? I mean, and what kind? I mean, I, I spent probably a good, like two years, uh, hallucinating every other day or every three days or so on what acid mainly acid good like good or just all good good acid i lived with uh my roommate in chicago was a member of the sunshine family Hmm. so we were getting what is that dude so that's like old school so that's like that's like the great we're getting that good shit that's like so if you go to straight from fucking what's his name uh What's that guy's name? The acid guy, um, Timothy Leary. Timothy Leary, yeah. So is that was he a the, part of that shit? So this, yeah. So the sunset sunshine family is like the um, what the pranksters became, I guess. So it's like the Grateful Dead family acid. Mm. So if you go to a Dead show and you you basically you got to look for somebody that has like a Grateful Dead wings on. It looks like a whoa. Looks like wings for uh, that they give you on the airplane. Yeah, see this and, is what I'm talking about, bro. And hmm, the, I never knew all this. These motherfuckers stuff. you enter a different like dimension. Mhm. Like these guys are like they they got the wing. They're like we're the fucking drivers on this bus. Oh yeah. You want to come they, on this bus? Like there's your ticket. We we're all on this it's like a fucking thing you can't really explain, mm-hmm. right? It, I mean, it's like a, yeah, it's like this weird. I mean, it's. I'm sure if you guys have hallucinated, like when you hallucinate with people, you feel like you're attached, like your energies are attached, right? But then also, so, 
But then also you feel closer to the rest of the human race. Well, that part too. And the world and the earth and the dirt and the trees and everything. No. And that, that's one of the reasons why I, I like, uh, I realized that the whole world is making it such a scary thing. These hallucinogens, like I smoked a lot of DMT as well. And like, if you can't smoke that or even take acid and have a good, uh, you know, visual and not believe in, you know, I'm not going to say that, you know, anything is right or anything, but any, some sort of higher power of, of creation, like something made this. Well, yeah, that, that, that you know, I would like, say that it, that made it me is see right. That. It is right. And it all makes sense. And like, you are of the earth and the dirt mm-hmm. and the stardust or whatever. You're not separate. You're just part of it, but you, you experience it on like a real level. Well, and you, you start to see like the divine, like architecture of like, you look at a tree and you're like, Oh, this is pretty fucking awesome. You know, you look at your hand, you're yeah. like, this is the shit. What the yeah, fuck you, is yeah, this? You like, see it. Is it geometric? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When okay. you when you look at a leaf, you can see every vein in the yeah, leaf. Yeah, yeah. All the like, little, you, almost you like the cellular compartments it's, it's, or something. You see through what, like, the design came from. And yeah, stuff. and everyone sees that, right? Mm-hmm. But. I, I don't know. Yeah. No, everyone can see that stuff. But when you're on a hallucinogenic, there's something that the, it, it almost removes a certain kind of part of our brain that um, we've developed, I think, over time, mm-hmm. um, some kind of a fear. Like you can't see it. Just it just brings you. It just like. It, it it brings the truth out a little bit more mm-hmm. like, whoa, this is very complex and mm-hmm. very cr- crazy. And I'm so far from understanding even the slightest, like there's just so much. I don't know. You mm-hmm. know, I, I don't know. But, but what is that? It's so hard to describe because you're describing something that's indescribable, yeah. I think, but, but, but kind of like you can never describe your uh, God feeling or what God is like. Mm-hmm. Joe talks about, until you trip, you just have, you just can't. No, it's, it's like a totally, it's, it's, I mean, it's eye opening. Well, the first time I looked sure. at the, at the stars on, on LSD, I couldn't believe it. I was like, cause it's like, it, it connects everything. It, it, it like, you know, those, there's like the, the map of the stars that you see where it'll like, you know, it, every star is there and like, there's lines between them all mm-hmm. like that, like appeared to me like up in the sky. And I'm mm. just like, so I'm you like, were seeing like your own configurations, connect? not even my, I mean, they're not, they were the, conf, the ain't the configurations that have been in the sky the whole time. Like, you know, the, the big dipper was just way brighter and way more, uh, you know, prevalent in the sky r- rather than. When you're like, I mean, when you're in the city, you can barely see it anyways. That's true. Like I'm seeing, like we were in, where was I? I was in, um, like, uh, West side of Michigan at the time I was at a festival called, uh, Rothbury and I'm laying in this middle of this field looking with laying with my girl, looking at the stars. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like we're supposed to go be seeing, uh, I think it was the disco biscuits were playing and we're like, nah, we're not going anywhere. Like, I'm just going to look at this and until I can't see it anymore. Cause like, I feel like I'm, I felt like I was seeing, um, something that I wasn't supposed to see or something like, like some hidden, you know, um, hmm. what's that? Uh, like, that, um, that, um, 
like national treasure, like like that somebody had poured the the ink revealer on, and I saw everything. I was like, oh, like this is fucking real. Like where we are is real now. It's good. You hit that heat. I'm kind of cold up in this bitch. Yeah, I, dude. It's kind of interesting how you can just kind of. <clears throat> I feel like I see that in you. Hmm. There's a kind of depth to certain people mm-hmm. that doesn't that doesn't exist in some other people, hmm. you know. And I think that 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 only comes by experience, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, just and tripping. Like I, I almost I don't. I'm sure you've been through a lot of crazy shit whatever made you who you are and and give you gives you the ability to you know speak and act the way you act which mm-hmm. is just kind of it's cool it's like a like you're we're right here with you i've had some people on that weren't quite on the level mm-hmm. i guess you could say mm-hmm. um but it just makes me wonder like what like what if we like gave donald trump like acid for a week <laughs> Like really though. And like a lot of the people that are in that situation, I'm not even joking Mm -hmm. like at all. I mean, it is kind of funny, but like, I feel like, you know, Indians and different tribes, like Mm -hmm. they have rituals for a reason and this shit was put on the earth for a reason. And it's just like this dude, it, it, it wouldn't make him want like more money and power. Like it just, it just fucking has this way of like humbling you Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely it's a humbling thing and humility is such a Mm -hmm. important part of like being a human a loving human and 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 integrating with the rest of society and Mm -hmm. what a cool it heightens your awareness too so mm -hmm. you're really like you know i hate to be like but you love more Uh like you know like i i like love so immensely now that I wow. don't even I don't even be talking about it anymore cuz I'm just like I don't even want these people to know how much I love what like them or what's going on or whatever because it's like a weird thing now yeah. like love is very you, you, weird. You mean you got that and you didn't lose it? What do you mean? You didn't lose the love like the intensity feeling? No, no, it's like I feel like it's even you know I haven't taken LSD in you know forever at this point but I don't, I'm, I fall in love with like everybody I meet. Like literally, if you're nice to me. You weren't like that before though? I'm sure you kind of, I mean, I think I, I think I was a little bit, but, um. That shit changes you forever. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Especially if you do it the way he did it. Oh, like continue all kind of. Yeah. I mean, like I, I was pretty much constantly like, you know. But you got to wait a few days or it doesn't even really. Unless you never let it stop. Then you then you can go for a few days, huh? And you just keep going, um, you know. And so a lot of the time too, we were making it at our apartment. So when they're when you're laying it, you know, have the crystals and you're putting it on all the stuff, the air is just pretty much full of acid. So you, mm. you don't even need to touch it, and you'll start tripping just by being in the room. See, hmm. okay, just hold on. Who are you living with at this time? <laughs> he was, it was just my, uh, 
I'll say his first name because it won't matter. Well, whatever. My just, friend Ryan. It's your buddy. You just yeah, him, him. Me and him and his girlfriend were living in an apartment in Buena Vista in Chicago. And you just were fucking making acid. Yeah. And was selling it, was it, it good? mostly, was but it good? making it a fair amount. And then, it was very good. And then, oh, hold on. Hold <laughs> it was on, insanely on. good. So, so, so you went to the store every day and... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just tripping. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> on the train. Uh, there's a Cook food. There's a club a couple blocks away called the Kinetic Playground, and I was like a resident opener cl- and closer DJ for like whatever was coming through for the weekend. Cause the so you were able to function some like and do what you needed to do. And- yeah, there there was one time where I got too high as I was playing and <laughs> the, my computer was like melting in front of me and my like the table was just like melting and shit. And I just like put on a song that was that I made that was nine minutes long. And I called my girlfriend up. I said, after this song is done, you got to pack my shit up. I'm going to the bathroom. And I like just like was tripping my balls off in the mm-hmm. bathroom. And I was like, come get me when you're done <laughs> or wow. when you get my shit. And then we let we like walked a block or two away to my crib. But it was like that was the one time when a friend had came up to me while I was playing. And he's like, hey, do you want a dose? And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, whatever. It's whatever night. He we, we call it puddling. Where you take, it comes in like little uh, eye drop bottles, and he just squirted a whole little puddle in my hand. And I'm performing, so I'm not paying attention to what he just threw in my hand. I'm just like, all right, bet. And I go, and it's just like dripping on my face. And I'm like, oh my God, like that was probably like 20 hits of acid at least. Wow. And like within five, 10 minutes, I was, that's when the melting started. Wow, and I was fast. like, I looked at my friend, I was like, yo, like what the hell? And he's just like chuckling. Cause at that point, like me and we, we were the type, we're the type of kids. You hear the stories about where like, Oh, my friend dosed my friend when he was asleep and he woke up and he was tri-. like, those were my friends. Like, but we all, ha- like you were saying, we could all handle it. Like I have been on, you know, 250 hits of acid at a time. So once you do that, like you can handle pretty much any dosage and at but, any point of the day. Wait a minute, 250 hits. So at some point, it just doesn't get any. Hold, hold on a second. Right? No, it, I mean, it gets more intense for sure. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. How do you do 250? You just drink it? Yeah. So it's it's called a, like, a, a, like a vial wash or a jar wash. So this vial wash is where they'll take the vial and they'll cut it in half and they'll throw it in like some alcohol and basically it in half so it's it's a it's a visine bottle that's how you store um liquid uh-huh so if you the bottle the inside of the bottle you can't get everything out of the bottle the bottle uh-huh. the ins- you know it's like walled up with some residue uh-huh. so you cut that throw it in a bottle of carla rossi or whiskey or whatever then all of a sudden you got a bunch of dosed wine you know it could be anywhere from 20 30 10 whatever however uh-huh. much is left in there this particular time with the 250, that was when my roommate got his wings. Because when you get your wings, you get initiated. They got to dose you super hard so that they trust you or some shit. And so what they did is they had this jar that was used to, to hold crystals because acid starts in crystal form. And this jar basically was just like caked in crystal all along the sides and stuff. So what they did was they pour like a shot or two of whiskey in there. And then you drink it. And after you drink it, you get your wings. And 
because I wasn't like a full deadhead like that, but they were like my home. They wanted me to take part in it, so they're like, "We we don't have any wings for you, but like you can take the acid if you want." And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like you know, I was at this was at summer camp festival in um, Illinois, so I you know I drank it. Um, we got lost with them for two days, and my I couldn't find my girlfriend. She was like, "What happened?" I was like, "Took all this acid." Fucking you got lost where at the festival? At the festival, yeah, for two days. I mean, yeah, it was like the morning and then she didn't find me until the following night. So like not a full two days, but like a day and a half type shit where it was like I was. So real quick, what what do you mean it crystal acid starts as a crystal? So, yeah, it starts. They, you know, the chemist puts together all this whatever and it it becomes it's like a rock, like a crack rock, but it's like an acid rock. And then to um to lay it you you know you pound, you put it under this like machine that pounds it together or pounds it down into like the smaller the smallest crystal you can find and then you soak it after that and then it, like spreads out into whatever you know i think they use everclear and shit that's how acid is made yeah but i mean like, i don't know the ke- like the original chemicals i don't know what they but, do but but, but, but i'm just curious stuff. um a, a lot of acid must be made like not that way or like like bad acid or I'm um sure like residues yeah i mean it all that's like the good shit you're talking about yeah that's like the from the ground like right. from the like that crystal yeah like, that's where it starts like if you lick that crystal oh you wouldn't want to do that like you uh, wouldn't want to touch the crystal with your bare hand whoa like you'll be fucked okay so so who's giving out wings old deadheads that have been on tour for years that are like trusted um salesmen or whatever so so wouldn't you see the dead are they still playing and following is uh, there still a dead are, company is which is like uh bob weir and yeah and, um, so this thing's still happening this culture is still going yeah oh yeah yeah i oh, was uh, i unfortunately was out of town but they were just here like a few like two or three months but ago I, I think that there's probably more now like is fish a part of it yeah oh for sure there's and i then, mean there's all festivals that are like all about that shit yeah now. there's a like, lot of other bands i think there's probably even newer but like isn't the string cheese incident string cheese is one of them for sure fish fish. i like just by the way i just want to go on record saying that fish is i think always been one of my favorite bands they're crazy their shows are just they're crazy so, energy they're just such incredible musicians and yeah uh, i mean they have a lot of like songs that are like why but then they have like <laughs> yeah. it's like ween is ween in that scene um ween ween is, is like the people are in there that scene are fans of ween but the ween themselves are not in the scene yeah yeah okay. you know like you might hear some random like this ween fucking, cover just, but you're not gonna see ween at a festival like that yeah i just just want to just pause for a second and say this is great this is a great podcast i know well, i definitely learned some new stuff yeah, I'm really into this, um, and I think there's even there's a lot further to to go with this, and I'm gonna keep us on track. But I just think it's really fascinating this idea because I went to Costa Costa Rica and did ayahuasca with oh, wow. having 12 or 13 years sober, mm-hmm. and um, oh wow, so that was. Like totally nothing, like clear mind for yeah, clear like. I mean, but honestly, like for for me, like I think that I, I don't know. I just I just definitely the shaman was a trip to me. Mm-hmm. A dude that 
is kind of dedicating a part of his life to being the driver of that bus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and you're helping people hallucinate safely and you're help, you have your guardrails, you know, you're mm-hmm. trying to help you, you, you have different things and incense and, you know, bird skeletons. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like they're like, they're, they're working in a dimension. That's not, quite clear mm-hmm. does that make sense billy you see well in confused. like three different ways because i'm hearing angela demonic thing and then i'm then i'm thinking before earlier like if you see we're talking hold, about hold on, though, so and people Donald. understand okay. what you mean by that Billy's married to angela who's a christian and she's probably would say this is not chill is what you're that's what I you mean, mean by that. I mean, she's sober and ate plenty of acid, too. I just want so to make sure just, people understand what you meant by Angela Dawn. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, and then I thought about you dosing Donald Trump, and, like, how, what a ritual. If it was a positive ritual, like, mm-hmm. it, it it seems like it brings everybody, like you were saying, you've all we've all had the same okay, experience. but I just want to real quick touch on the fact that... And when I got up, we're so off subject, I don't even know where we were at. But Wait, what do you... No, no, no. But I just want to talk about the, the come down. Mm-hmm. Is there a negative... Do you get a come down? Like, it's kind of a bummer when, when it's fading off. Um, or is there a way to control your mind into not thinking that it's a bummer? Do you know, it... It kind of, it really kind of isn't. A, there was the first time that I experienced uh, visuals when I the come down was a bummer because I was like, oh no, that was so cool. I want this to be <laughs> that to still be happening, right? But then once I you know started doing it a lot, and you realize like you know I could drink like a whole handle of whiskey and be on acid up all night, you know, partying with people, and. I would go home, not even go to sleep, just like watch TV and or whatever with my girlfriend until two, three p.m. Take a hour or two nap, and be wake up and be totally fine, no hangover, no, um, no worse for wear at all. Really, like I not like I would get up and go to go no. to yoga or nothing like that, but like right. I wasn't hungover. Like the nights, the time when I would not uh, do be doing acid and I'd be drinking, like because I was quite a drinker also at the same time. But the acid masks the drinking. The acid, like, you're not even drunk on acid. Like, it doesn't even affect you. But once I stopped doing as much acid and started, kept the drinking like I was doing, I was like, oh, these hangovers are terrible. Like, this is the worst thing ever. And that's when I eventually stopped doing mixed drinks because I realized the sugar was the main hangover. I was like, I'm just going to do straight liquor because fuck it. And then I, like, became a raging alcoholic. (laughs) And I was like, oh, wait, like... That's not smarter. That's just fucking being an alcoholic. Like right. I'm avoiding the hangover, but I'm still drinking myself to this crazy point every night. And um one I had I dated this girl for a very long time and she basically she overdosed one night. We were taking we thought we were on acid, but it turned out to be um like CB something, CB2 or some uh, or 2C what was it? 2CB? No. GHB? No, it was it was like some experimental hallucinogen that like one of our friends had brought by. We thought it was acid though. Little did I know, like you know, she had been doing other you know prescriptions and a little bit of her own nose stuff on like in the bedroom without me knowing. She ended up overdosing. 
her parents sent her to rehab, brought me into family week at rehab and all that shit. And I'm realizing I'm like, I, you know, I didn't support, I didn't bring the drugs. I didn't whatever. But like, because of this lifestyle, I got her. She was in a coma for three days Mm. and I like, it was on Christmas. It was, it was terrible. You know, we were like 23 years old or I was 23. She was 24. And it was like, Oh wow. Like this isn't fun no more. Like, even though that night, like it was, I was, she went, I loaded her into an ambulance and I like literally hallucinated a, a still fine and didn't like have a bad trip or nothing. Like, like it, I had a bad night for sure. Like that sucked. She almost died, but my trip didn't like, wasn't bad after that. Like I, I thought I was getting abducted by aliens at one point. I was like on my porch and like, I felt like my body start to like be sucked away. And like, you know, I'm sure I was just super high, but I like literally I grabbed on to the to the handle of the porch and just like dragged myself in because I was like, no, like not tonight. Like Kelly's in the hospital. Like I got to stay here like maybe later. But I was like, I, I still think maybe it happened. But either way, what happened? That little alien situation. But either way, once I came out of that, like that was pretty much the last time that I hallucinated was when she was in a coma. Mm. So, but what do you mean you think the alien thing happened? I don't know. I felt like I was being sucked away. Uh, there was already weird shit going on that night. And I, uh, like literally like, um, not like even like my body, like my body was like turning into like a. Like, you know, being faded away into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was it was just a very weird feeling. And I remember, like, grabbing on and feeling like I was floating away. And be, having to bring myself back into the... Because I, I had to... I had my girlfriend's best friend in the house crying her fucking ass off, freaking out. Her, she was having a bad trip. Right. So I had to come back and get her down to earth and be like, No, Kelly's alive. We'll be straight. Like, you know... We like we had told the cops that she got drugged at a club, so we we're like, I was like, I don't know. We were just asleep, and all of a sudden, she started seizing. Right, and I was like, No, we were obviously having a party, and she fucking started seizing. But um, but well, this is starting to sound like terrible drug addict stuff. Right. I mean, yeah, it was. <laughs> but 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 yeah, the the wings thing is is just kind of interesting mm. to me. Before we mm-hmm. go down that road, um, <clears throat> you can sell. Having wings means that you're what, like a credible? It mean, yeah, it means you're a credible source for acid. And, and and what do you get? What do you mean? How do you know if someone has wings? You see it on. They have it pinned on their hat. So you get something. So yeah, like if that, you that to pin. Uh, they they will give you a pin. Like a member of the family will and, give you a pin. And there's only a certain amount of pins. So that's the thing there for a while it was like, you know, you could only get pins from the certain manufacturer that is like dead family people, excuse me, dead family people. But now, you know, everybody makes pins. So like there'll be people making their own wings and trying to uh-huh. pretend they're, you but know, at, at, a, at a certain point in time, this was like, yeah, yeah. Like that's pretty cool, man. I, I'm surprised I haven't heard of that. Um, I, I feel like there's a really interesting documentary there. Oh yeah, for sure. It's and how involved were the Hell's Angels? Um, they they were they were involved in like more so like the East Coast stuff a lot. I didn't really see them too often, right? But they kind of like uh, they dipped more into the nitrous world. Okay, like, are you an alcoholic? 
Uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic, I'd say. Um, okay, do, do, do you maybe... I'm I'm not... Uh, I'm well. I'm fighting with it, you know. Like oh, I, I have, I haven't, um, I haven't totally, you know, stopped drinking. Uh-huh. Like I'll, if it's a special occasion, like you know, my cousin got married in November. I had yeah. a couple glasses of champagne. Um, I was at Anderson Pack's birthday on Saturday. I had a glass of tequila yeah. or two, and like those are things where I'm like, you know, first of all, the liquor's free, so I'm like. You know, okay, like every, it's it's like a okay. I'll, I'll drink with like a few glasses in like a celebratory thing. But you don't like think about it after. Or you don't want to do it the next day. Mm-hmm. You're not obsessing. Not, not anymore. It it definitely. Huh. Um, I had gone through drink like a lot of my relationships, whether it be um, artists I work with or girlfriends or whatever, especially coming from Chicago where alcohol is. Like, so, so but are you doing other, anything else? You taking pills, you doing no. smoking weed. I smoke weed every I, day. I take dabs. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Take dabs. Yeah. Is that like just the uh, edibles or something? Okay. So it's, it's like concentrated. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, weed. So it's like a hash. Oh. Okay, um, that's so been more concentrated. Have you ever thought of stopping that everything? Could you? Would you? Yeah, I could. I go. I go a few days sometimes where I don't like. I'll stay at a friend's house for the weekend that doesn't smoke, and I. It's not like a thing like yeah. that. Yeah. So maybe you're not an alcoholic. Um, I I don't uh, think I, I am anymore. I think I. I'm so tired of tired of it. Alcoholism is a disease that centers in my mind mm-hmm. and it needs to be treated. And I always have it. I'm always going to have it. It's a problem with the way I think mm-hmm. it's like I'm unsatisfied no matter what I'm mm-hmm. always wanting more. And I think normal things that exist in everyone kind of exist in me mm-hmm. more intensely, way more intensely fear. Well, mm-hmm. the thing is too, there's no way you're going a few days without trying to get, it's just not even comprehensible. You, you side micing it, or what are we doing? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, well, um, because yeah. my my cord's real short, so I'm like stuck on this leash, right? Oh, you yeah, know, it's not short though. That's the thing is you can. It's oh, just, it's all okay. There you go. Oh yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, go, well, I just it's not, but like it's not so much about whether or not we can go a few days. That's not really the point, right? Mm-hmm. Well, sort of, because I think if I could just not do some drugs or whatever, something to get high for a few days at a time, I might not have stopped. That was like not, that's not the point. No, it's not the point. Yeah, it's really not the point because there are alcoholics who can do that, like Gus. Really? Well, yeah, Gus was sober for a whole year. Right. I mean, there's a, right, know, but you a, don't just a, go days between drinks without thinking about drinks. It just I just think happen. everyone's different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it, it's more about the our thought life, right? Mm-hmm. I, we don't really. We can have no peace without a, a higher power, and um, you know, a, a real surrender, mm-hmm. and. Um, there has to be like a psychic change. And I mean, I, I just think that some people like maybe like you and some other people I know, they just, you know, they went hard for a little while. Um, they're open they experiment. They, they like to have fun and, and have an open mind and <clears throat> explore, you know, different things. And then they just, they, they, they cruise. 
Mm-hmm. Like he's, it seems like he's just cruising and he's okay. I, I just find it incredible. I mean, it's just amazing how how yeah or 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 or, or um, you're in or disguise. maybe you're just not really being totally honest about what's really going on inside, mm-hmm. and that's I mean if 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 um, I'm not saying that you are or aren't right like my wife was sober for five years with me in the beginning mm-hmm. of my recovery and now she smokes weed every day and she's fine mm-hmm. so i am very open to like different people and, and they're different things but <clears throat> one thing we do here and that i love to do is you're so you're so right it's not about that it's just about help, help people yeah like get sober and understand like are you would you say you're happy yeah I mean, yeah, he's good. I, I'm happy in a way that, like, I know everything's going to be okay. Like, I'm not in, a, you know, the most comfortable financial or I'm trying career to dab, place though, in my dog. life. <laughs> I'm trying you know to dab, though. I, actually, I spent a whole week dabbing CBD one time for, like, a weed competi- judgment competition. Yeah. I was, like, a judge for a competition, <clears throat> and I had to smoke just the CBD to do, a, a pot, like, a decent judging on it because it changes everything and i loved it i you know i wasn't really getting high it was i think what it was doing first was it was feeling my feeling my oral fixation to like want to smoke something Mm -hmm. and it was it was hitting my uh, cannabinoid receptors in a way that wasn't making me high but it was still um scratching that itch that's what i'm do you feel it by the way i don't know you don't know you would know Stand up. But I already have problems. I was like passing out in the car today. Every no, but, every thirty seconds. But you would you would okay. know like you 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 would know. Um, because I've been playing with this CBD shit and it's mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's uh, maybe, I mean maybe a little bit. Yeah, it, it kind but of. It's so subtle that I can't say hundred percent. Yeah, but it's not subtle. What I've been experiencing isn't subtle. It's mm-hmm. like a real. You know how like when you get high on on weed, you, you get a little bit a little bit hypersensitive, mm-hmm. and um, I think it, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about what, that you get through hallucinogenics, I think some of that is uh, happens on CBD too. It's just kind of like a uh, maybe maybe you got me so you, you, maybe CBD is uh, it's not chill for sober people. <laughs> Oh, why are you? I mean, it's possible. I mean, do you feel it? I don't. I don't really know. No. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I definitely see the thing about me and alcoholics is I. I don't like. I think about it too much. Mm-hmm. It's like an obsession. Changing how I feel becomes an obsession. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 just got it. Just you mean like progressive an obsession? How so? Like it's just progressing. It's always progressing. Like right. in, 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 if I start taking Norcos again, mm-hmm. within a week, I will be right back to where I left off taking mm-hmm. like 20 a day. Yeah. I just, you know, I just can't. It doesn't matter how good I feel. It doesn't matter if the sun's out or if it's raining or if I'm doing good or if I'm not doing good or if I have money or if I don't have money or if I have a girl. I don't, I'm getting fucked up and mm-hmm. I want to. And if I'm fucked up, I want to be more fucked up. Mm-hmm. And if I'm more fucked up, I'm like, all right, am I going to be able to get fucked up tomorrow? And I just fucking. All right. I mm-hmm. think I feel it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
you thinking about it. You're there, thinking no, of, there is something, and it's mm-hmm. maybe not totally being high, but I feel a little bit high. So, so are you thinking about your thoughts and how you how you? Well, look? I'm just thinking if I just like like sneakily, accidentally broke my sobriety. Right. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> thinking too. Or if my sponsor dosed me and broke my sobriety. No, we're <laughs> look, man. There's lab reports. That this shit comes with. There's mm-hmm. no THC. It's like a thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a new thing and we're, we're, we're experimenting with it in an open, honest way. And I think CBD is great. It's an amazing, it's done so many incredible things. But then again, like, am I, why am I taking so much of it, you know, to feel something? Um, that's yeah, where well, it that, gets that, tricky. That's where it's probably the mindset a lot you know like it's the addictive mindset yeah and, like, but but but, but well, what i think it's because it's taken out of your regular self you're kind of it's y- there's a little bit something going on yeah so. but i'm i'm starting to think of it in, in in this kind of antidepressant way where it's like okay if this is serving the same need this if this is serving the same purpose as an antidepressant i would rather do this than that mm-hmm you know what I'm saying? Well, this is nat- it's natural. Yeah, you know, so, our, so our body's made to for yeah. that. Like yeah. we have receptors for it. Yeah, know. but that's the case with all drugs, but so I well, definitely no, we don't have cocaine yeah, receptors. You, you feel but it does it triggers receptors. You sure? Yeah, we don't we Well, it's not cocaine, but it's some component of the cocaine that there's a receptor there for or else you wouldn't get you high. I mean, it would still get you high. I'm talking like our brain naturally produces um, like CBD and THC. And when you um, you use it, you're using it you're, and you have to re- replenish it and stuff. So that's why so CBD is so great because people are afraid of the high. You know, people can't smoke weed anymore because the weed is too strong. Um, and I get, you know, I, I feel that. Like I, I've seen people freak out like... You know, I, you know, I take, I get super, you know, I take dabs, so I'm like, you know, used to it or whatever. But I, you, you realize these people, they're not used to this. It's all natural, you know. It's it's where are we're supposed to be, not supposed to be, but it's like we're supposed to be balancing that um, with natural foods and stuff. Like, you know, you're not supposed to even smoke the shit or even eat it. You're supposed to juice it, really. Like that's the best way to get the stuff out of weed you just take a nugget put it in a juicer and then it like you know whatever little liquid you get out that's the best form of the medication that you can get and it's because it's net it's you know it's from earth and it's our we're from earth so our fucking our brains are made to you know just like potassium from banana we need that like there's the cbd in the in the cannabis we need that just as much or, so or you're saying if you don't ingest it then you'll be deficient in it in a way, yeah, it, but I don't think it's something that you'll you at, like need for you know forever. Like you definitely it'll in it'll make it better. You'll be more healthy. But you know, there's people that go their whole lives not eating like vegetables ever, except for like as the seasoning on their meat. So like they're lacking. Like that's people go bald because of a lack of iron. So like you know it it's just another component in the many things that people should or shouldn't be doing I with their totally body. I totally feel that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm saying it gets you high right now. That's, just on the record, it gets you high. That's what I've been saying. That's you. That's what I've been saying, okay? But this feeling that you have, right? Mm-hmm. You're well, so, it's, it's really changed my perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, you're, but you're associating this feeling with high because it has certain elements and attributes that 
that we're that remind us of the THC thing, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not because you're fully coherent. I don't know. It's no, I disagree. Right, I totally disagree with that. Yeah, all of it. Well, and I think there's uh, because if it's making you feel different, it's getting you high. It doesn't matter like natural and not natural if okay, you feel yeah, some but, components well, and you don't I feel mean, others you, you drink a big glass of water at the right time you're gonna you know not feel like, different not like this no well, coffee or well yeah, coffee yeah, caffeine caffeine's or definitely the va- or the vape or the cigarettes or well then i guess stuff. it's like levels and degrees like so you don't think it's getting you high or Giving you a change of perspective. It, it, it is, and I will bottom out on it the same way I do with coffee. But you don't think it's like taking a drug. So so right now, you're feeling yes. the first... Like, I remember when I first felt it. It was so intense. I just wasn't expecting it to be that intense. And I... You know, I talked about it. I was like, I, dude, it feels like I'm high. You know, like it really does, you know? And then as I got more used to it, I realized, wow, like this is, it's CBD. It's not, it's lab tested, 0.3% THC. You know, it's, it's, there's labs and doctors and it's legal and it's like, it's sold at fucking right. Okay. So I'm wondering if it's 0.3 THC, then the amount that we're taking, how much THC is that, that we're ingesting? Like that I just ingested. Maybe the smallest amount. Maybe me. there's enough to, you know, if you're not. Right. A, That's kind of what I was thinking mm-hmm. too. If you don't have any, cause it's supposed to, uh, what's it's supposed to like go with THC, you know, you're supposed to but like, here's the thing, yeah, man. but if you're really? sober, you can't do that. But yeah, here's the yeah. thing, dude, you got, you got people in the program that are doing it. Yeah. A lot well, of that's why I'm like, was open to it. So, and so I feel I'm like. Talking that's why I'm trying to open this conversation up mm-hmm. and that's why I wanted you to feel it because I'm, I think it's important and my mind's running a little with it. I'm yeah. running a little. Well, from the it. way I feel right now, I mean, I'm a little, I'm fucking high. So my perspective has changed and it feels like I'm having a debate and you guys are trying to convince me whether you're aware of it or not mm. for, the drugs and I'm here saying whoa I had no idea and I'm like against it right and like definitely high right mm-hmm. yeah that's what I'm saying and I wouldn't I don't think I broke sobriety because I had no idea that was going to happen because I've tried CBD and it's done nothing well dude but I think the amount that you gave me may you know or something so yeah. now so that's we're playing I'm, pl- I'm trying to play with it and see what it is and see whether it's something I should be playing with or not. Mm-hmm. And I've been asking you for weeks now. And you're like, whatever, it's chill. Well, so now you understand. Now and oh yeah. Okay, so okay. it's not this isn't an illegal substance, right? This isn't like Well, that's not yeah. So so we're what we're playing with here is like It's not legality we're worried about though. It's our sobriety. That, no, but what I'm saying is we're not like taking some new drug that's you know, this is something that's, um, we're just trying to get to the truth of, of it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether this is a, whether this is this feeling that you're feeling, are you associating that with being high and it's just some new thing that humans have extracted from a plant that is actually okay. 
Mm-hmm. And I've, some people online are talking about that feeling you feel is actually just the absence of anxiety. Mm, interesting. And, and, and I'm like, yo, I'm just got put on antidepressants. Like we're, we're struggling mm. over here sometimes, you know, with our mind. And I feel like this has made my life so much easier. I've been so much less like controversial and like irritable with people. And I feel like I've just been more. Although today my head was kind of going a little bit, but, um, I don't know. Just try to have an open, I'm trying to have an open mind with the whole thing, but you're like right now on this podcast, you're experiencing the I'm most in such a different perspective. Cause I'm like, why are we still talking? Like, what's even the point? Like <laughs> the Billy that I knew 30 minutes ago is gone mm. and who's talking now? I don't even know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Are you are you like a self-aware and like very Well, all kinds of things like fuck, I just got fucking high or what's the deal? And here I am on podcast talking while I'm like losing it. Like I don't <laughs> even know who I And then you think it's funny, but no, I don't know it's, if it, it is. It was exactly what I wanted to happen but, so we could talk about this on an open platform about And how. I'm not going to get upset cuz that's going to be pointless, but there's also that element. Mhm upset but why well, would you I, because i'm i'm high and you knew i was going to get high you made me get high yeah but like is it people have been tr- telling me that it's not high um it could be um well i don't know bro i told are you bro. feeling the same thing that i felt i mean you felt the same thing i'm feeling yeah all day all day long yeah for the past week two weeks Every day. But I mean, I've some days not as intensely as other, like yesterday I only had a couple drop, a couple droppers. I didn't really feel it. My tolerance is going up, but today I had like, you know, like four or five until I felt it. And then I went to my therapy and I had cotton mouth and yeah, I have cotton mouth. And I was, yeah. So, are, I, dude, to me, it looks clear that we're getting high. It's CBD. Well, and it's, it's, it's that how, you're drinking coffee, too. But it might be the doses you're going in. I don't know. I mean, because you, yeah. you have the money. I don't know, like, how many hundreds of dollars of CBD well, you're of all, going through. The, the one you just took, Jesse just gave me. Oh, he just gave but you. It's, but the one I bought was like 350 mm. It's like It's like pretty expensive, this shit. Yeah. But my, my thinking is like, okay, when I started taking that antidepressant, like I felt very different. Yeah. It was like changing. Yeah, I mean, well, I just started taking those one are, of those Because those are real drugs. Yeah, those are like... So, so, my, so, if you ask me, those are the real drugs. Well, like. that's what I'm saying. So that's the point I'm trying to make is like, I'm mm-hmm. on an antidepressant and it changed how I felt. I felt weird in the head for like mm-hmm. a couple weeks. I really did until my brain changed a little bit. Veronica, Jess, Billy is high, and he's saying that this is a relapse. Because I, I have my wife, too. She doesn't want me to relapse. I'm talking to a lot of people about this. You know what I'm saying? Jesse's giving it to me. And he's, Jesse told me, you're going to feel high. You're going to get the munchies. You're going to feel these things. But it's CBD. It's below the legal whatever to be called CBD. You sell it. Hmm? Well, I'm definitely high. Can we get him some water? Because he's getting cotton mouth over here. Or a lacrosse? 
A La Croix. Let me get a La Croix. La Croix. Let me get one too. Fucking lady to the titty. <laughs> it's it, it's kind of nice though, no? Like, I, what if this I like being what, high is nice? Of course, I love drugs. But what if what if this is okay? <laughs> what if this is just CBD, and this is something we get to have once in a while? Oh, I certainly wouldn't want to go to work like this or be around Angela. Are you sure? Do I appear high to you? Am I acting weird? No. I mean, I, I just met you, but no. See? But see, that's, no, you don't. But I, the reason I'm laughing is because I know what you, I understand, like, where you're coming from. Well, because, maybe because you're totally fucking high. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. No, I understand where you're coming from because in the beginning, I felt so different that I was self-conscious and, like, hyper-aware and, like, almost felt guilty. And that's why I was talking about it a lot to people. And I was like... And I even asked him, like, we went to therapy last Monday, and it was not one, of the, one of the highest I've been thing. on it. And Tim said, yeah, you seem a little different. Like, you seem a little bit less irritable. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, look, this is this, as extreme as it's ever going to be, and you'll be chasing this for the rest of your life if you continue to do CBD. And it won't quite be this intense. Like your body is like, oh shit, like you're feeling it, you know? And the reason you haven't felt it before is because you just didn't take enough. But I've lost my whole inquisitor and all like my whole reason like for even talking on the podcast. Like at first I was engaged and now I just think it's like a waste of time. So No, I don't think it's a waste of time because we're talking about what you feel, how you feel having taken CBD. And yeah, can you- so I'm just tripping. Dude. The whole thing is really tripping. Yeah, well, it, 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 it was trippy to me too, you know? But the fact that it's on podcast and, like, I had no idea, like, because I took it before and it did nothing. Right. So mm-hmm. I just, yeah. So I don't know if I could describe how I feel in my head, but I haven't been high in 25 years. Yeah, I mean. Well, that's not true. I microdosed, and that gets you high too. Yeah. Do you see, do you feel any similarities? But I feel like I'm blowing all my sobriety because every sober person that listens is like, you're doing mushrooms and you're, you're high and all this shit. And I guess who cares, right? Fuck what they think. We're, we're, we're here. The fact that it's being recorded on podcast is just double bizarre because it's forever now going to, unless you don't post it. I don't need to post it, but check it out. We're, we're, um, we're frontier. We're truth frontiers. Well, that's what I was going to say, too. We're, we're, we're is, doing be, the fucking work right now. This could be for people that are, are out there sober that are trying to fighting this same question of if CBD is, you know, of, acceptable or not. I mean, Alex is over there like this. This shit's this is a good. Alex isn't sober, though, right? No, but I just recently posted something about the CBD thing, and a lot of people are engaging online. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to read... Yeah, okay, no, I, I get where you're coming from. Okay, I understand. It's uh, like a new thing. A uh, lot of sober uh, people are doing it. Is it cool? Is it not cool? Um, it's a new gray area. Like, it's a new on and... Yeah. Like, well, and especially... Yeah. And like, you can attest to it. You can attest to how it made you feel. You well, felt, yeah, for sure. I'm a witness, it, yeah. It sounds like you got like the good stuff too, because you said. I mean, I you think can, you, you gave me like a hundred dollars worth of fucking CBD. No, like twenty maybe. Well, well and I think that's one of the. That's big, only because uh, you got your other thing for free. Because you gave me two of those and another one. So. Yeah. 
in Saring. <laughs> um, well, I think one of the things is because they have it at CVS and they have but it at Rite Aid. But you can buy this shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but I think at the Whole stuff, Foods, oh, yeah, that's the right. stuff that yeah. those, the, the things that you find are, the, you know, the levels of the quality, they, I think some of the things probably have no CBD in them at all. Just like they just throw it on the packaging and put it on the shelf. And so that's why people are so confused over if this shit really works or not. Because right, they, they cause get a package or they get a drop, whatever they get. And they're like, I took the whole thing and I didn't feel anything. It's like because you got scammed into buying something that didn't actually have what it said it had in it. Whereas when you get the $350 bottle of obviously better good stuff, there, right? they're, you know, they're going to fucking yeah, get you the real deal. It's a trip because this is a new frontier. Like mm-hmm. if I was a stoner, it wouldn't, I'd just be happy. Cause it's legal and all this shit, but being sober, it's like, Whoa, like, and there's all these independent little people selling it. You don't know what doses you're getting mm-hmm. and all this. And then you can get it at the video rental store in what, in gummy liquid, whatever popcorn form, like they just got CBD it. without THC. What, what do you love? No THC. Oh, what mm-hmm. do you love about your job? I love the plants, the life, like, I just look at that and it looks like art to me. It is art. It is art. That's what he does. He 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 takes care of indoor plants and uh, decides like you know what. Have you talked? Have you talked to Victoria? Except I'd have a bigger basket because you can see them. I did. I went over there and I felt a little strange. Like I was taking your right advice and I wanted to go over and hang out and see their property and stuff. But at the same time, I felt like I was trying to make a sale. Yeah. So I was kind of pushing that and. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, but I, I, oh, yeah. What? Uh, I guess she didn't realize I was going to stay for the podcast, but. Uh, she all right? Well, I better text her in a minute. Tell her how high you are. <sighs> Fuck. No, dude, you don't understand. That's part of the problem. That's part of the whole breakup, the microdosing and all that. She didn't like that at all. Uh, well, that's, I mean, bro, you, you microdosing mushrooms is very different. Well, this isn't my fault. This taking is your CBD. fault. <laughs> well, I mean, it's also like, um, it's just, I think it's just something we have to talk about more. And, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know what it is that you feel. I know you feel high but it's kind of what i was saying like i felt like that way too i feel high but it's just the whole change in perspective like i don't have a reference to our past relationship right now like all the years (laughs) that we've talked yeah really and it's probably just because i haven't felt this way in a long time that's just a temporary thing and i think the fact that you have headphones on and it's on a podcast it's compounding it which is cool it's Mm -hmm. something you never forget Cause we're front, we're frontiersmen. We're frontiersmen. I mean, I, I can't think of, I don't know any, like anybody that's like been sober for as long as you guys have. And is like trying CBD. Like, <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you a really, I'm going like, to give you a really, it is really interesting. Like I'm sure people would be very interested. Well, in, I have friends. I'm going to try to tell you why I, I, microdosed and I'm taking HGH and all that right now. I have a condition, an inner ear condition from head trauma Mm -hmm. and or whatever the fuck it's from. It gives me vertigo. And so I never know if it's going to be bad or good or I can function in a day. And it's so fucking miserable that I heard that microdosing can do neurogenesis combined with, you know, I, I took niacin and this mushroom lion's mane's mushroom and i thought it was worth an experiment if i got relief and there was some kind of healing from my 
chronic. So that's why I'm like a guinea pig, and I'm, I've tried that, and I feel like you haven't had a, a, a breakout. I have been for like the last week. It's just not had really bad. But it's not as bad. Like I could function. Like I can drive, but I, it's scary. I, isn't that kind of incredible? Well, I spend a lot of time where I'm okay. So, yeah, it's incredible. Like every day is a miracle for me that I can function. But what I'm saying is I don't think that, you know, because I, I think the results of doing something like that aren't going to be like apparent right away. You know, I think if we were drawing conclusions, we might say that, you know, after you did that, you haven't had an outbreak. Well, I suspect if you were going to get some kind of result, maybe you do it for a year or something. Yeah. You just couldn't keep going like longevity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had to just give it a 30 day trial and it was especially being a sober person. I mean, can I call myself sober if I'm tripping every day? It was just, it just got, it was just too heavy. I mean, no, I just ran out. You're Uh, not really tripping every day. You're just, it's really like, like, I think that it's, uh, also, like it could be an antidepressant, a low dose like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. Like, I feel like I, I get or... more fucked up. I've microdosed. Uh, I mean, usually the doses got a little bit too bigger than too big to be called a microdosing. But even so, like even the small dosages, I feel like I get more fucked up when I take pills than you know on any of any uh, even amount of mushrooms I've ever taken. Like the right Xanax at the right time of your day or whatever, like you're more fucked up than anything. Like, well, yeah, but that's, that's not okay either for us. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. Um, I, I, I was pretty excited, you know, just to kind of, um, to have something else that's actually not like bad for me that mm-hmm. can give me a new perception because mm-hmm. that's really what it's doing. Like, I, like Billy's right. Like, like I went to, I spent a day with my partner, Tim, I went to his house and, um, you know, we, we talked some business with some guy and then we went to therapy together and then we went to a meeting and then we went to a movie and just that whole day, I just feel like I was like what Billy said. Like, I feel like I was a little bit of a different person mm-hmm. on some level, but not entirely just a little bit more. I do entirely. Yeah. But, but, but what I'm, I'm saying, I'm like, but what I'm saying is that it was, it was a better person. It was a person that wasn't as irritable. It was a person that was, um, that was receptive and inspired and listening and, uh, more loving. And I don't know. It just, it just felt like there's a lot of good things that, that come out of this. And I felt, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's not addictive and you don't start doing, you know, drug addict behavior, maybe, I mean, yeah, ultimately it, it does. It it hasn't been proven to lead to any. Yeah, you know, but that I'm just not convinced that it's not because it's. You said it earlier. It's a, it's a mind function, right? So mm-hmm. if you're gonna, I don't know. Yeah, I can't really argue. I can only argue against it because I feel high right now. Right. So, 
maybe after a few days or something, you don't feel anything, but I had no idea that I was going to feel high. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though I told you multiple well, times. I just thought like, but like, and that's what I'm saying. You said though. you do, but you don't really. Okay. But and that's it's like this. And so I didn't understand that you're like, but that's what I, I keep telling everyone. Like I kept telling everyone, like I'm fucking straight up high. But then you keep doing it. Why? Because I mean, everyone be- keeps telling me it's CBD. It's chill. It's fucking doesn't have any THC. It's fucking. And I'm like, I really want to fucking, you know, I want to be able to do this once in a while, you know? Sorry to bring you in. This is like a sober war now or something, no. but, and you're yeah. not a sober person. No, but. I mean, but I, I definitely have, I've been in experience with the, the sober, non-sober living or whatever for years now. And, um, I don't know. I'd, I feel like it's you, you give the power to, to make anything feel like it is anything like, yeah, that's what, another thing that a lot of people have been saying is there's a placebo effect mm-hmm. happening with this shit where like you are feeling something, but because your mind is relating it to THC and weed and, and you're, you're, got you're, high you want for so something long. you're look, your, your yeah. brain is like, I'm supposed to be feeling yeah. this. So let me just make it. Yeah, myself exactly. Feel this. And, and, and you're so no. me, me and you are so, so no because i had no like but i mean maybe but no not what i'm experiencing it's not placebo <laughs> well, but it, right, well no I, I don't i don't think it's necessarily placebo i think it's uh and then your brain says you're high then and you feel high then, then you're probably high well yeah, yeah for sure but i'm i was saying more so it's the power like if you think that you broke your sobriety that's that's I you think, that thinks I feel that. like I, that's you just put okay, the power well, that's of that a judgment. into it. That's like a judgment for if I did it or not. Well, yeah, but that it does, it means that like it's all on you whether it's like you're gonna like make this be the end of it and or whatever, or just make it be something that you experienced. Oh yeah, for sure. Now move. Past I didn't do it on purpose, to, so it's a, it's a freebie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know now whether you do it again. It doesn't make a difference on the past twenty five years unless you give it that power. No, no, yeah, I I get that, yeah. And now the party's over. The party's over for me. Oh, because I'm not going to say that. That's going to have to be up to you, man. So. Could be, no, but like you now understand what I've been feeling. Never in the history of human of, of AA has there been something like this. I don't no. think so. Okay, Probably so not. we're trying to understand what it is and i've been telling everyone well the well fuck? the thing is that yeah i guess it's the pure pressure because if i hear where you're coming from people yeah. say it's okay yeah and i'm like oh cool like i'm on antidepressants Those but it, it's sort of weird because mm-hmm. i think they're being deceived or they're not doing the doses that you just gave me and you're doing <sighs> right because that's not available to everybody so mm-hmm. they're probably i can almost they're not no, no, definitely not. If you're buying CBD so maybe from what we're pretty feeling, much anywhere, you're, you know, you're not getting good shit. Well, I just bought some of it online. Well, well good shit, but, but if I mean, getting, you don't want to... If it's that expensive, and, it's, and online is probably the better place to get it, because you can actually you know, read more into the product. But there's the, the hugs thing. That the last one I gave you is just like, it's like some generic hugs it's like they make like bath bombs and he and said like, he didn't feel that one though right well i have no, no idea i did them all together that so was who the, knows what that was the top that was the cherry on top uh. <sighs> hmm. 
You'll probably sleep better tonight. You'll definitely sleep better. Your uh, your bones will feel good in the morning. It's weird. Man. Actually, I hope I don't feel this way in the morning because I got. You go won't to feel work. this way. You'll feel better. You'll feel great. Yeah, and and also I've found that I can. I don't know. It's it's kind of a bummer, you know. I feel kind of bummed out a little bit that I might be losing something that I thought I could have, you know. Mm. Cause it, cause it was kind of like a creative, I found myself, you know, getting, I felt like I was, I'm able to be a little more present, like mm-hmm. right here in this moment. Like once you get past what you're feeling right now and, and you accept that it's just CBD you get in the moment. <laughs> well, I'm not. Yeah. So there's a couple factors. One is maybe it's just CBD and one is how much you're doing. So mm. I don't know. Like if we did a quarter of this dose, it would be so mild. It would be like undiscernible. Mm-hmm. Well, and also uh, you were drinking coffee too. So mixing it with coffee and whatever else you had eaten today. But see how much water. But see, I'm always only concerned with the most extreme thing. Mm. So if I can drink coffee, smoke cigarettes and vape and take four fucking things and I'm going to feel the most, that's what I'm going to do every fucking time. Mm-hmm. Cause that's who I am. Mm-hmm. We don't fuck around. Mm-hmm. We don't play games. We go right for the fucking, how do I get fucked up as quickly as possible? You know, Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, I go to Starbucks and I get the strongest thing they have and I get mm-hmm. two of them. Yeah. You know, that's what I do. No. And like, you know, and that's, that's what I've been, I, my mind has been Ray running with this thing. And I keep telling people in the program, I'm posting it online. I'm like opening up the discussion and nobody's like, you better fucking watch out. I'm the only one saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's like, how, like you even said to me, like one thing you said to me in the beginning that really like stuck with me was, yeah, I guess you'll bottom out on that too. But I have been a little bit more like I've told Veronica, like, yo, like keep your weed. Like I'm a little bit more, I'm feeling like, you know, like it's not so bad. Yeah. Like I'm kind of like, like, oh, just feeling a little bit weak and fragile and like I could go for that and, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's some guilt and it's just a weird thing, man. Like I just, um, glad I'm actually really glad that they were able to experience this because I don't think there would ever, there would be any other way for you to understand. I think maybe it's starting to wear off. Oh really? Yeah. No. This no. shit lasts all day for me. Well, it, it goes it, in waves. Like, a, yeah, but it's a, it's a more of an uh, internal thing. Like if you were on like a walk or something, like you would feel it like in like your knees and your elbows. You'd be like, oh, like this shit's moving better. Like I'm mm. just like, yeah. I, it's like you get it's like you're oiled I, I up. I feel you know? it in my body. Yeah, it's like it, the I, Tin Man just got some fucking squirts. I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily feel it like that. But I don't know. I just think that. I guess we no. Still... I get it. It could be a good thing for, but it's a whole sobriety issue. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, I, if I you were that. just a normal person, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Or you know, just not a drug addict or sober person. Yeah, I guess. I guess what it really comes down to is like, 
we're taking more than the. So that may be the well, issue. Well, like maybe a hundred times more than you need to, or something. We're taking more than than, than the prescribed dose. That and it and it also from what it comes from, like you're you're uh, putting those together. You're like, oh, it's from the cannabis plant, so it's there. It's from it's from a drug from where your drug comes from or whatever. But like, um, it's the it's a totally different part of the plant. It's a totally different you know section. So it really, you know, they they go hand in hand, but that doesn't make them the same. You know, um, I guess it it's like the it's it's really it's the the net the more natural part because the THC part isn't and especially smoking it that's not at all the way that you're supposed to ingest it at all. Like we're really not supposed to like light flames to anything and inhale them. Like it's just carcinogenic and it's cancer causing. So. Um, but the CBD being so concentrated and liquefied, like like that's the closest thing from to the hemp uh, that we're supposed to get ingested, and clearly, like that's one of the strongest plants on earth. Like you can make rope, you can make paper, you can make clothes, you can make food, you can make whatever. Like you know, it's got so many different things which make it so strong, which obviously mean that if we ingest the proper part of it you know, we're going to be getting that good stuff. Like, um, when you eat, when you eat like watermelons with seeds in it, all the most of the nutrition, like something like 75, some percent of the nutrition is in the seeds of the, of the watermelon or like even like an avocado pit. Like you can, you can dry that stuff out, chop it down. I eat avocado pits. I'd be in there. And and that's, that's where the majority of the good stuff is. Right. So the CBD that we've not, haven't been able to get to for so long because we didn't have the technology. Now we're getting in there, taking out the CBD, getting rid of the access stuff that we don't need, the THC and the whatever else has been put in the, in the mix to grow it. And it's getting straight to the part that like our body, um, wants. And it's, it's like, because even when you smoke it, you're getting high also too from smoking paper and from smoking the leaves. Because like the really the only part that's medical is like the little crystals in the, like that you got to take off and you got to like you know um, turn into medicine. If you're taking the whole plant, smoking the leaves, smoking the stem, smoking the seeds, smoking a piece of paper, or even like you know holding a flame, right? You know you're inhaling butane. He, he doesn't give a shit about anything you're saying except for that he feels high right well because what you're saying there's no like that's all that there's you, no solid data you're just making a nice argument that you like hemp well no i'm saying that it's that it's yeah but there's no facts there's no well no there I, is. Well, no there's not it's a different but i'm just hearing an advocate of marijuana i don't like yeah. hear any cut and dried data of no i'm i'm an, i mean it's an advocate of of natural um remedies yeah, yeah. you know like i'm mentioning and i'm all for it i think and, hemp's great yeah i did me too i'm sold yeah but you know maybe i'm not even communicating what i'm thinking so i don't no, know you're just high yeah and that's not chill for an alcoholic that's it mm-hmm. right yeah no, it's just like Veronica, when I on. hear come people here. speak now, it's different than I before. Well, yeah, but we we get a shift in perception, which is kind of a yeah, good thing. Yeah, but, but uh, well. It's been really cool for me. 
I don't know, man. Today I was seeing my dogs and my wife, and I was outside in the sun, and I was just... Tim was taking a nap, and I wasn't, like, anxious or needing to, like, do work stuff. It was crazy. Yeah, I, yeah, no, totally introspective, because uh, I'm having all kinds of weird thoughts that yeah, I don't even want to say because I don't want to hurt people's feelings or just sound just nuts. But that's plus it comes so fast you can't even iterate it. Yeah, that's what the thing that I've been noticing is that I'm more aware of like my thoughts and I'm more aware of like other people and um, it just I think it brings me more. It, what it's done for me in the past couple of weeks is it has brought me further into the moment that I'm mm. in and the thoughts that I'm having and the people that I'm with and um, mm. it's crazy. That's why I kind of wanted you to experience it because uh, I, in my mind, I think there's some parallels to be drawn from this experience and hallucinations and microdosing, And I think it all plays a part in this, like, you know, God gave us certain mm-hmm. plants and chemical or, or, you know, things to, for us to reach oneness and a little bit more of a humble mm-hmm grounded state and i think that cbd and thc and whatever all you know mushrooms and iowa i think all those things are different ways for us to shift our perception which i think is important Mm -hmm. for humans to be able to do once in a while and that's deep too like uh to i mean to put it to use a pun i guess it to eat things actually from the ground really grounds you Right. Cause it's like, this is real. This is, it's not some process, something or other, pill, yeah. whether it's a pill or food or whatever. You're like, Oh, this is from the ground. I'm fucking from something related to the ground, wherever we, I don't want to fucking pretend I know what we, whatever, but it is natural. So the closer to naturalness that we can get, the closer to like our true feeling and self we're gonna be mm-hmm. you know i haven't eaten meat or, or dairy in you know fucking two three years i've been on this like journey to get to being full vegan plant-based for five years now and i can say honestly like i got a whole new respect for um like natural um uh, devices right you know like i um I drink sea moss every morning. Have you heard of the sea moss? It's basically our body's compiled up of 102 vitamins and minerals that mm-hmm. we're made up of, you know, from the ground. Yeah. And um, sea moss is 92 of them. So you drink this sea moss and you basically replenish your whole body with whatever else it's been missing. Right. So, yeah, I have been actually seeing um, more, like, Instagram commercials about greens. Like, you know, drink the greens and you're going to get... <laughs> you're going to get uh, the, all the natural... Like, have you seen any of those things? I don't mm-hmm. know if that's anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it just makes so much sense, you know? Yeah, like, I don't know if sea moss is related to this. These yeah. Greens oh, yeah, it's things. all part of it. Like, yeah. so you'll, you'll get, you know... At some, a, they, they're, they're, what they're talking about on the Instagram ads are, this is this pack of greens. I have one in the morning with my fucking water, and oh, it like, gives me well, all the so, minerals I need for so the day. So, yeah, those are like... I mean, those that's like the idea. And some uh, of them might be better than others right. and, and have some more of the natural stuff, but you're not going to get anything better than, you know, going I, to... I just think, you know... 
we're, we're hung up on like a, a kind of a different thing. Like, you know, just being addicts and alcoholics and, mm-hmm. you know, but I think that, uh, shit, man, I think I just don't know. It's just been a weird journey the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And, um, you were the Guinea pig that we had on as a guest when I decided I was going to give him enough to feel, to feel it. what I've been feeling. And I knew about an hour into the podcast, it would either hit him or it wouldn't. And, uh, because I don't know, there's been people talking online about how, you know, certain people don't, they have a different chem, it hits them differently chemically mm-hmm. and they don't feel it. And, and it, it has, it has to do with like, you know, everyone's different and it affects everyone in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I've been getting a lot of people like writing me people that have time in, in, in AA people that don't have time in a uh, talking about the benefits and people that do have time talking about how, yeah, like it's just, um, it's just, uh, like the one, one of the ones that really like, um, reacted with me was, uh, it's the absence of anxiety that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned that earlier. Although, That's super interesting. Although I was kind of anxious today mm-hmm. on it. Um, but I don't know what that was. I don't know. That's why I have a sponsor. Mm-hmm. That's why we do this so that we can talk. Sorry, man. I mean, this shit gets you fucking high, okay? Yeah. It feels like it was last week and it's been 25 years. I know exactly (laughs) what this feels like. Yeah, yeah. It's like like you got high. You haven't been high in 20 years and then you got high. Mm -hmm. But it feels like three days ago. Like, it's not unfamiliar at all. It's not like... Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I was kind of trying to explain that to people. You know, I was trying to explain... This so the feeling. only thing I can think of is the dose is just remarkably different. Uh-huh. It's know? like more, it's like twice. Or people are fooling themselves and they're going higher and higher dose, but they're fucking, they're, if they're feeling what I'm feeling, they're changing their perspective, mm-hmm. you know, and whether it's good or bad, I don't know, but it gets really fucking weird and confusing be, being sober and how important that is. Yeah. Because if you're using a drug and you... Is it a drug, though? Oh, yeah. For sure, it's a drug. It's... What, 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 what we've been, me and Veronica and Jesse, and what we've been playing with the idea of is it's sort of like a new... It's like, it's like humans invented a new kind of coffee. It's like a supplement. Or, or a supplement that mm-hmm. actually does do something mm-hmm. incredible that's different than we've ever experienced before. And there's certain, there's certain, um, there's a lot of like likeness Mm -hmm. to the feeling of getting high on THC, but it's different. But we, but I associate all those things with being high the way I used to get high on, on on weed, Mm -hmm. but it's different. It's a little different. Um, I wonder if they didn't tell people that it came from the same plant. If they just said, here, this is CBD. Right. It's like a new thing. Yeah. It, how people would feel like, what would like, would there be a stigma still? 
would it be like this whole, you know, argument or would people just take it or not and like just go with it? Because now that it's weed, it's like a whole like, you know, it's a bigger conversation. You know, it's like, oh, we're getting high, but we're not. And but, you know, are it seems at some point too that people like some people are just doing it to be cool. Like, honestly, like I see it and I'm like, I'm like, you don't even, you're just doing it. Cause it's like, it's the league. You can go out and on Instagram and legally be like, I'm doing CBD. And it's like, you know, you can be doing weed too, but people don't like to do that on, if they're like respectable pages and shit. But now it's like, it's like a trend almost to so like, and it's like, I think it's being taken way less, uh, into like the actual medical conversation and the, uh, you know, brain conversation and more into the drug conversation because of its well, association. We're, we're, we're taking it there cause we're alcoholics, but there well, are yeah, a not lot even, of people like, you know, you know, Joe Rogan and he has people on and there's just a lot of people that are doing, you know, anti-inflammatory they're, they're, you're using it for medical reasons. I, mm-hmm. I'm sh- I, I've heard a lot about that too. Mm-hmm. We're just highlighting how it's making us feel because we're addicts, we're alcoholics, we want to feel different. This is making us feel different. And, um, you know, I get up in the morning and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get that feeling today. That's what I've been living. This is what I've been living. This is the truth I've been living for the past two weeks trying to talk to people about it. and um, But I definitely felt exactly how you felt. The first time I felt it was actually probably a year or two ago when Angel- Angelica gave me a pill and I, I swear there was THC in that. And I just didn't touch it for a year after that. Mm-hmm. And then Jesse, Sharin's husband, who's in the program, um, has been using it more and more. And he's like, dude, it's amazing. Shirin came by with him. Shirin dabbles in it also. And that definitely was a big like selling factor for me. Cause these are people that are like pillars in the AA community that we're in. And they're both saying like, it's all good, you know? And, uh, you know, just, uh, um, he even said like, you're gonna feel you know, something. So do you not like it or? Um, well, I can see that it changes my state. So I'm going to go for it because that's just my core. Right. Like, what what do you mean? If I thought it was, if I could convince myself that it was cool, I would go for it. Right. Because it takes me out of myself. And right. And I have a different experience. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've been dealing with. Yeah. And and I asked my therapist today, like, why do I want to, why am, do I want to have a different experience so bad? Yeah. Why? In about the year and a half that I've gone through, it just seems so strange. Like, why why have that ego and the walls and everything? Like, what's the point? That's what I'm saying, dude. Why do we do it? 
I, I'm sorry, you probably have no idea what I'm talking. No, but I'm but Billy. No, I'm talking. I'm talking to him. You probably just. Said it <laughs> but you're also like not talking anywhere near the mic, which is kind oh. of. A... <laughs> <laughs> but like no, but that's what I'm saying is you're able to see. I think it's dude. I don't know, man. I think it's kind of cool that you're seeing that. Oh, look, since it was totally accidental, I'm just trying to go with it and be cool and have like a like an open perspective. Yeah. But I got to tell you, dude, it just, I'm, my, my mind's just saying bullshit. Right. Yeah. To everything that I'm hearing. And before I like, yeah, it just totally changed me. Like yeah. I might be like an asshole now, which isn't good, but oh, you're, you're I'm just being honest. Yeah. So I don't, but you, you smoke or you do dabs every day. Yeah. And that's uh, like just a concentrated high THC marijuana? Or yeah, it's like, um, you know, it's like hash kind of consistency form um, almost. And it can be it can be different consistencies too, but it's it's basically just like the broken down uh, THC crystals and uh, formed into, um, you know, this, these dabs or whatever. And then you, you vaporize them. And there's no flame. I mean, there's a you heat up a, something to smoke it with, but you don't. You're not actually uh, igniting anything with a fire. There's no flame. There's no. But there's smoke. It's a. It's technically a vapor because it's not. It doesn't come from lighting something on fire. It comes from heating something up. Huh. And. Um, so that's a daily practice. Yeah, I mean, I take a dab when I wake up. I take one you know after meals usually and i i don't usually smoke before bed i might take it you know i'll, I'll cut it off around like 10 o'clock 10 30 at the latest maybe and then i go to bed at midnight or one because uh there's like a if you if you don't stop using thc at a certain time then you you know don't get a full like rem um rest mm-hmm. and you're able to do that yeah. Is it like a longer lasting thing than smoking weed? For sure. For sure. Like I can have a day where... If, Is it like time release or something? Like, no, it's just way heavier. You know, you take a dab and I, I could, you know, feel it all day more or less. Huh. If I, you know, if I time it right. So you go over it? Interesting. Well, it just sounds like he's a controlled drug addict to me, but he it's just mystifying how he <laughs> well, controls can, can, it. Can, well, you, can you talk into the mic? Well, uh, I mean... It sounds like a controlled drug addict, which I guess technically may that. not even be a drug addict, because if they can control it, well, are they yeah. a drug addict? I that's, don't know. That's kind of what I was saying to him earlier about how certain people mm-hmm. um, just kind of go hard. Mm-hmm. I definitely... Well, no, he dabs every day, so he's getting loaded every day. Yeah. And the dab, that's not like smoking fucking shitty pot. That's yeah. <laughs> some kind of condensed... Yeah, it is. It is. But... At, at... Hold, hold on. What do you think, Alex? Is he an alcoholic? Is he an alcoholic? Drug addict. Is he like an... Ad- does he have the addictive mind? I think he has an addictive personality. Yeah. I think, I think he can, like, if, you know, it's like a lot of people I know, I think we all know, um, you know, I think at Ridge and just life, yeah, yeah. Well, so, so, so that's that's usually a good indicator when you ask someone's really good friend. I'd be worried. About you, 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 yeah, you, but is he a pothead? So, um, if you're asking a drug addict if their friend's a drug addict, you know they might not recognize. 
I mean, look, look, it's a self-diagnosed disease. Right, right, right. So I'm just saying. These guys, um, they yeah. dabble, you know, they dabble. Mm-hmm. Tim dabbles, Smalls dabbles, you know, but, but, but they're just, they're not Wickham and Nate. Like Wickham and Nate have admitted oh, we're alcohol and their lives have become unmanageable. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I, yeah, def- yeah, but I definitely like- went through the unmanageable times. Like I've been, right. I've been thrown out, kicked out. I've gone through it. Like, I. So yeah, only time will tell. But I definitely. Me and Billy are saying. But even these two, I mean, yeah. it's a self-diagnosed condition, so their lives could be a lot. Who knows, right? It's self. It's so weird because it's all like self-appraisal and self-diagnosis, and like. So your conception of handling it or success is just your conception of it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he, now I'm going into some weird shit, but like how, <laughs> how we see it might be totally different. Right. So, right. But, 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 but my, the point I'm making is that they haven't hit their knees and their life hasn't become unmanageable to the point where they're like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Surrender, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Which is the difference. And that it's is. like, it's a tricky thing to talk about because these are things that exist in everyone. What we, what we have to the extreme, it's just, that's why it's gray and that's why I like talking to Sharin because it's trying to just further well, investigate the fact that Shirin, this thing. That gives it a little plausibility or what do you call it? Uh, credibility for me because I don't know Jesse that well, but I do kind of know Sharin. Yeah. And so that is... I kind of feel like I want to call Jesse and really talk to him about it because you got to look out for you know, each other. And I find, I figured out a really good name for this, for this episode. Pat's sponsor of 25 years sober relapses on air. (laughs) That's pretty wordy though. Pat's sponsor relapses, um, loses 25 years because of CBD. No, it's, it's, uh, or did he lose? Yeah. It's just such a, no, you did. He didn't because he's, you know, taking something that's legal that has zero. That's like lab certified that I've been taking the Jesse Mm -hmm. that a lot of people in a, we're trying to explore. Like I even talked to Rob when he called and I was like, dude, I feel something. And Rob went into this whole thing about, I don't know, man. Yeah. I just don't know because, uh, Yeah. Yeah, you feel it's different. It's something. It is something. It's something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, it is so bizarre to me right now. It just seems cut and dry. But I guess right. So. Yeah, it's it, it, see, it feel it felt that way for me too, because you have to consider, and and we'll you'll have more clarity on it tomorrow, and we'll talk more about it. In yeah, the for sure. If you talk to me tomorrow, I'll be Billy again. Yeah, but I'm but even now, like you're you're still Billy, and I think it's interesting. Mm, that I don't you're, feel. Right. I don't know. And I feel like I got like a mean streak that I'm holding back. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you want to say? Say, I don't know. Why not? I mean, do you think it would be appropriate to say whatever you're thinking? You're thinking me. I, I, I tricked you. No, no, maybe a little bit, but no, like, It just seems like everything that both of you are saying. <laughs> I could look at it a few ways, but right. you're deceived. 
Uh-huh. And you're 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 con- trying. You're like the devil on my shoulder, trying to convince me of, uh-huh. in the very subtle, sneaky way, and uh-huh. everybody's doing it, and all this, right. and then, you know, and then I have him who's not sober, so he has his whole take on everything, which is just cool, but not serious, like what we're ta- like. Our lives are on the line. You yeah. know what I mean, like. And, and, and to be totally honest with you that I know that, and that's why I'm, I need like a wingman and here, and I'm sorry to put you in this position, but I just felt like it would be the only way that we would be able to get clarity on this. This reminds me a little bit of Ari dosing, uh, God, you know, where, where that comedian Ari dosed his friend. You didn't, oh, you didn't hear about that. He gave him DMT. Oh, like Joe Rogan's friend? Yeah, yeah. Ari Schiffer? Yeah. And uh, he and he dosed, he didn't tell him, and he dosed his friend at his house on a podcast with his whole family, and it was like, <laughs> not cool, and almost broke up their friendship and all this he stuff. Him, he had him smoke it? That's No, like, he put it in his drink. Yeah, that's different. This no, is, no, it's different. I'm just saying it reminds me of that. You, you willingly. I keep hearing that scenario, because I listen to the podcast all the time. You, you willingly took it, and I even yeah. told you, like, you're going to feel it, and I feel like there was even a part of you that was like, hmm, I kind of hope I do. Like, Oh, I do. You, you didn't sure. think it was going to be like No, this. I thought it was complete, like, fantasy in your head bullshit, because I took it. I, I just didn't, I think the, either the amount you gave me, or I would just... So I, I think that that's the one big takeaway here, which is pretty fucking, it's pretty fucking obvious. It's pretty simple. I don't know why I'm dancing around it. We're taking more than what they say to take. And if you take more than what they say to take. Of anything. Of Advil or NyQuil or anything. Well, you'll die if you take too much of that stuff. Yeah, this, yeah. But, this but, stuff, we could drink that whole bottle. We'll wake up in the morning. Right, but 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 we can't drink that whole bottle. Because if we do that, then now we're, 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 we're... But, I mean, that's the thing, though, is, like, I'll drink... I'll pound fucking energy drinks. And, like, I remember when Redline came out, like, mm. I was getting that shit. Like, I bottomed out on that. I bottomed mm. out on Starbucks. I bottomed out on Espresso. Yeah, but this is particularly, like, interesting because now I know in that cabinet right there is my ticket back to wherever I am, you know, <laughs> nowhere land, which, man, it, you just crave. It's not just nowhere land, but this perspective on things, too, like my battle with Angela and everything. Yeah, yeah. Seems like bullshit just like what you guys are telling me it seems like all this bullshit okay but hold on a second and then i hear a little truth here and there but then i can't i can't tell if even my shit's all bullshit okay yeah it's all bullshit yeah that that's (laughs) now (laughs) you're tapping into what i was thinking about when i was feeling it like but i think that that's an important thing to explore a little bit is this thing about this all being bullshit like it's like we take everything so seriously and I think that this has allowed me to, it kind of removed the edge a little bit and allowed me to see what really matters in the moment. And I think, mm-hmm. I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're looking at, for, for, for me, when I first started experiencing what you're experiencing right now, I was able to see things in a more, I don't know, almost like in just a more loving, like less fear-based, uh, like I... Yeah, like I think I've been really grateful on a new level for like Veronica and the dogs and our love. And like, I don't know, I just feel like maybe you're seeing 
some truth in your relationship with Angela. Yeah, yeah, but you might see that same truth smoking a bong hit. So I understand what but, you're but, saying. But you didn't smoke a bong hit. Yeah, but if it's equivalent to a bong hit, then it's the same thing, right? No. Um, I, I mean, know. if it gets you the same high as smoking a bong hit gets you high, then it's the but same But it doesn't. Thing. It, it's a different chemical release. Yeah, you're, I mean, yeah, that's true. So I'm just, no, but for, just let's put that aside for a second yeah. and let's actually. Yeah, no, no. I, I want to explore how you're seeing the oh, past yeah. year. Oh, yeah, like why, why, why anything but being kind and loving and grateful? Why? That's good stuff. But why, dude. why? Why does our mind make us live in hell every day? Because, well, because where the world we live in. And I also think, I don't think so. I think it's my mind. Yeah. Because some people are well, happy. Well, but. Fear, anxiety, um, fear. Or does does everybody live in hell every day? I don't. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do, and they they mask it with drinking and and doing drugs, and or to, to make themselves dis- seem or happy. they're distracted by work, yeah, and chasing things. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and earlier today, I sat out there. You know, not with with the help of some CBD, but maybe not entirely because of CBD because mm-hmm. I'm working on being still and being present in the moment and not living in the future, the past. And I just sat there and I just, I just felt what I think a, a lot of people don't ever get a chance to feel like mm-hmm. a lot of right. people. Now I see you're saying no anxiety. Yeah. I don't know if it's no anxiety, but it's definitely a different perspective because yeah. otherwise you're plagued by it. Because there's always stuff you have to do. My list is so long, I could never. Yeah. And, 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 I'm, <laughs> and I don't even know where to go on half like, of my list. Like, bro, like, <laughs> right? like, Look, check this out. Like, I don't want to play devil's advocate. Like, I don't want to be the devil on your shoulder. And if we decide that we should throw no, all No, I'm just giving you my perspective. Let me, let me just finish. Uh-huh. If we decide that the best thing for my sobriety is to throw all those bottles away tomorrow. Uh-huh then like I want to be open to that and I want to take sponsor direction and I want to do that. Okay. Okay. Um, that's my goal here. It's not to lie and, and cheat and, and, and figure out a way to like, I was stoked. Okay. I just want us to try to have an open mind about it. Okay. And, um, maybe let's explore how you're seeing your relationship. Yeah, so you're you're trying to go to the positive end of all this. Well, okay. yeah, because dude, like well, at the end of the day, this is a fucking this is God gave us this. Yeah. And it, it's an since you I mean like, you guys That's both what said, I've been playing with, Billy. I've been playing with this Yeah, but that's that's like what does that mean? God gave us a lot of things. We also have magic mushrooms and this and that and alcohol. For sure. But God didn't give us alcohol. God well, we gave, make alcohol, God gave us but, things to okay. make it out of, and and then in that same way, God made the cell phone. But, nice. but I hear what you're saying. He it's an experience, and did. it could be positive, it could be negative, and it's definitely a change of perspective. Where can you? I mean, if all you think the kind and loving and stuff is all you ever should be, but you feel it in this. Oh, well, and well, then you're high. Am I just pontificating bullshit? I don't know. Well, no, I think that no. that's something that you should always be aware of. And this is helping you become hyper aware. But we of that. keep doing it. He does it, you do it, and I do it. Well, that's what we're here to do is talk about things that are So maybe when you're communicating it's like ninety five percent bullshit, but you get those few truths in yeah. there and that makes it all worthwhile. It's not bullshit. It's just like we're we don't know. Like a lot of the shit we talk about It's not bullshit, but it's like our just 
personal cycle babble or something, you know, it's like our likes and eh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, no, I think we're, we're, we're exploring unexplored, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're frontiersmen. Okay. We're, we're exploring. <laughs> I mean, for real though, like, you know, this, and, and humans, they say in the book, sorry to cut you off too. Mm-hmm. This is just getting really, um, uh, I think important. And I don't think you realize, you know, how good this is getting. Cause it's authentic and it's, 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 it's the, the pursuit of truth in a way that's like scary for people that are sober. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it says in the book, you know, may, maybe, maybe one day we'll, 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 science will find this, this, this cure. It says that in the book. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we're arriving at that time. I'm just trying to be like open here. I'm really not trying to, I have joked around with this idea of like, oh, I found a loophole. I found an out. I got mm-hmm. this little seat. And I'm playing around with it, Veronica. I'm walking around fucking lit. Like, I'm fucking lit right now. Like, telling my friends that, posting shit on TikTok. Like, this whole thing is kind of... Bro, this video has 10,000 views. I just posted it earlier today. I just took like four of these CBD drops because I just want to feel something. I just want to feel different. I just want to feel high. You don't want to feel that way? No, not today. I'm trying to snap back. I felt way too much that way on Saturday, so now I'm just trying to get back to it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I always want to feel that way. And I, and even if I feel that way, I want to feel more that way. <clears throat> it's a battle in my mind every day. Um... The obsession has been removed, but the, the, this this CBD oil is kind of fucking with me a little bit. I don't know. Mm. So I posted that. I got 50, 255 likes, 58 comments, um, almost 10,000 views. Um, and, and, you know, once I have a little, I have to keep going. You got to find a healthy ways to experience high happiness, like, like ripping around your favorite car, blasting music. I get it. You block out the bad. You also block out the good. That's the sad part of addiction, dude. That is not sober. You can't feel it at all. Um, okay. I feel you keep battling. Jesus loves you. Someone told me once put the effort that I would have get, uh, would have to get a drink and put into bettering myself instead. Hang tough. Feel that right there with you. It's sad. We can't feel good in our own skin. Be careful. THC is what you want. First step. It's just like a lot of people. I don't know any mm-hmm. of these people. I mean, when I post something on Instagram, I get like the fucking five same comments from the same people. I fucking post this shit. I got over 50 people. I don't know who these people are. They're all engaging in this conversation. Some people are like, I got time too. Some people are like, you're not, you can't feel anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, 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 yeah, the truth is I have to be aware of, of what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And, and I'm, I'm trying to feel something here and it's, it's not, it's not the way that it's not how we're supposed to live. It's not the sober way. 
we shouldn't be trying to feel well, what, what? chasing any kind of feeling with coffee, CBD, video games, pornography, with any of it. Yeah, but we do with all of them. So okay, that's so the that's, problem. That's my well, fucking well, yeah, dilemma so, here. So everything has like, got its own, uh, you know, fucking power and stuff. Like the caffeine, like. Uh, man, I, I've seen some crazy studies into coffee and caffeine. and, and Okay, what but that... what, what he's feeling right now is so far past any of what you're talking about. Am I correct? Well, no. Billy? I, I, I'm correct in saying that. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, it's a complete shift in it's, perspective. It's totally... So I know, like, working out and endorphins and... Or just those magical days where for some reason you're on the tip or coffee changes mm-hmm. your mood a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this is a complete, I mean, levels and degrees on everything, right? Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. what I've been playing with. That's what I've been trying to figure out is, 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 is it. And I honestly, because it's legal, because it's non-addictive, because it's CBD, because it's been lab tested, because people are doing it. I'm thinking I need to really explore this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to just like give up on it after a day or a week. I want to see like, what's going to happen. What's well, gonna what happen? I would say is finish out those bottles. If you want like cut and dry, I'd finish off your bottles and don't buy more and see how the difference. Yeah. Like see if you're like tripping yeah. or and another thing I've been playing with is like, maybe like, maybe like tomorrow I'm just like not going to even do any of them. Mm. Mm, see if you start thinking drug addict and you end up doing it. I mean, that's. Oh, no, I, I, I hate to take away candy or something, but if no, no, it's no. truly like addictive no, I, behavior. I have like, like, no, I'm going to that cabinet sometimes, you know, but I mean, you know, that's just the way we're going to do everything. But what I'm saying is like, you know, like, yeah, I'll chill on it. And, but, but my main reasoning for not doing it for a couple of days is going to be so that I can do it in a couple of days and have the effect I want because mm-hmm. I'll have my tolerance. Will have gone well, down. if we go levels and degrees and we don't trip on our sobriety, I mean, I already forgot what I was going to say. So there you go. Yeah. That's that happens too. to me. But for you, like being a sober dude and that's the most important thing I would pr- not buy more. I would finish that out. You know, I wouldn't try to just cut off either cause that might be painful. I would just finish the bottles and then, Mm -hmm. I I still for a while. Yeah. I I would like to just continue talking about it as I'm doing it and, and, and yeah, finish the bottles and just see how I feel and just, you know, I just, um, it's just a weird thing. It is weird. And I could see how it could subtly like weaken me. Right? right, like you hear about those people get back surgery, and then later, a couple uh-huh. years later, they're out. Yeah, like there's also levels degrees with that, and like, do we really know how much of a handle on things we have or not? I mean, no, probably not, because if we're drug addict, the shit we did, we're not. We are definitely not con- in control. We may think we are, and that's kind of like the issue, but. 
but then maybe we are. But if you let go of that control, like, you, you and you experience and you feel what you're feeling, and you let well, go. Well, I'm just saying, going out back into full blown drug addict. Shit. Well, yeah, but that's why, like, we like can't, it's a slippery slope, but we got to know that, right? Yeah, but that's why it has been something that I can do because it's not, it's not, it is clear. Like, it there's is? a lab test that shows there's no THC in this. This I can't. You know, no, not in that. But would, bought, it we- would it weaken you to a, a hit or something in a week? Like, um, fuck, I did that and this, and let's just see what actual weed. Right. Like, the yeah. sneakiness, the subtle. Yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. why I'm talking about it, and it's something new, and I want to be open about it, and I want to be careful, and I want to also experience the benefits of what it has to offer, and I don't know. It's just... When are you, you're still on the antidepressants, yeah. So especially if you you can use it as an alternative to yeah, those, because I thought a lot about that. I haven't really been that hungry either. It's weird. So as you say that, my my mother's been on antidepressants for years now. She's been struggling with eating problems for years. No, I, the CBD is making me not hungry. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Like I'm not. I haven't eaten barely anything all day. Hmm. With taking antidepressants too. But you yeah. usually eat on them. Yeah, I have a trouble eating in general. I think like mm-hmm. kind of like I'll either like eat a lot because I get hungry, or I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, not hungry, and my stomach feels kind of empty. And mm-hmm. but I, I've seen this, these long term effects of the antidepressants being way more negative. Like my mom is starting right. to get dementia now. She's got like a tick, like yeah. she's not in good shape. And I'm not saying it's totally from the antidepressants, but had she been able to not take antidepressants back in like the eighties or whenever she started taking antidepressants and was able to do CBD alternative and, you know, yeah, this, lean more onto this, that. This, who weed, knows? this weed shit is a trip. It's just a trip, dude. Cause Veronica, like, she just fucking smokes every day. She's all good. Mm-hmm. Salty. I know people that just fucking smoke all the time, and they're just they're fine. It's not tearing their life apart. It's just a different thing. Mm-hmm. And we're like now we're we're playing with even a smaller thing off that thing. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to just keep. Trying to convince. Um, Keep talking about it. It's like, yeah, it's just a new thing. The fact that you guys are aware, I think, is huge. And we're trying to be mm-hmm. honest. Yes. Yeah, well, and that's that's the big problem with addicts in the first place is that they're not honest. Right. So as long as you continue to be honest, you know, you're retaining a, a good amount of control. Yeah, and this guy's like being super honest. Like he's just like, no, this is fucking off. And that's kind of how I felt about the ayahuasca thing when I went. I did. Mm-hmm. I, I never got a chance to tell you what actually happened. Was I went and I, what what I the, what I got from that experience was like, which actually if you didn't tell me to do that, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. So in <laughs> some ways, about that, but I think maybe it needed to happen because you did it and you were like, Nope, that yeah. ain't it. And, and so and, and uh, I, I think so too. And I think now, but I'm, then I could see hard, like big book thumper saying, you guys are so full of shit. What the fuck are you talking about? Like boom, boom, boom. It's like this or it's like that. And we're all willy nilly and gray, which I'm kind of cool with. Yeah. We're, I mean, look, we're, we're pursuing some real truths. We, we yeah. really are with humility and courage. And I think that's what we're trying to do. Um, but I was shown that I'm actually on the right path mm-hmm. in AA 
practicing certain principles, love, courage, faith, humility, you know, open-mindedness, service, love, like just that I'm already focused on the right things that I need to be focused on. A lot of these people here are lost. Mm -hmm. They're coming to this retreat because they're fucking lost. I think it's going to turn on whatever they're there for. I wasn't there for that reason. I was there with my wife who I love. We're great. Everything's fine. I'm sober. You know, so I, I dipped, I left. Mm -hmm. I felt like that was kind of a toxic situation. You know, maybe it would have been different if it was, I would say that this totally can't work for me because I already want more because it's, it's went away a little bit. Right. That's how much Mm -hmm. of a, you know, yeah, but you're just you're yeah you're just in your head you know and I've been in my head in and out of my head a lot too during well, no, this. Well, no, you're like, well, fuck, I already fucked up. Why don't I just go? For, you but know? see, that's that's not the truth. Yeah, that? No, we we didn't fuck up because we're trying. We're we're not going and behind anyone's back and like doing something some drug illegal drug you know we're not. Well, no, not like that, but just fucked up. Like, uh, you know, I already accidentally had a shot of whiskey. My, I'm yeah, but you know what a shot of whiskey it. does. Right, right. I didn't know mm-hmm. coming into it. I'm just saying how I, f- like, I feel like I want more already. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm just expressing. <clears throat> um, well, look, you live around here. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have you on again. We're, we're, we're going, it's, we just went into a whole nother dimension here. I just want to like, I just want to pause it. You know, we'll, we'll pick it up again. We're going to, yeah. I'm going to talk to Billy off the fucking thing here. Maybe have a cigarette. I don't know. Put on some dire straits or something. I don't know. But, um, I don't know if anyone has had an experience with CBD, you know, write me a comment. Um, yeah. Turn down the lights and put on music. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we got some merch coming, and this is learning to lose. This is a whole brand, and um, you know, we're 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 the new frontier, the new pioneers of this new frontier of truth and (laughs) loss and emotional intelligence. What? (laughs) Dude, thanks so much, bro. Do you have anything you uh, are like promoting? Yeah, just check me out. Ludlow on everything. L U D L O W. Oh, I got music. I got L U D L O W. Ludlow. L U D L O W. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening.